You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Boomer Esiason, Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan, simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network and wherever you are on the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning, finally some stuff moving with the things we have been talking about for months, some real, legitimate, local football news. Yesterday, we find out that Daniel Jones does get his contract, his $40 million a year contract if he earns every cent of it, with $85 million somewhere around there guaranteed for him, and then the Giants end up using the non-exclusive franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, so other teams can negotiate with him, but unlikely that he is going to leave, so the Giants got their top two offensive guys back, and the Jets are all in, flying out to Malibu to talk to Aaron Rodgers and break everything down for him to try to convince him to be a New York Jet. They left without a contract, they left without Aaron Rodgers, I believe they came home in the middle of the night last night without Aaron Rodgers, I would hope they just put a potato sack over his head and bring him here, but they did not do that. But we wait. Now we wait a couple more days for that decision. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? All right, G. So yeah, I guess the Green Bay Packers said it's okay to go and talk to uh, Aaron Rodgers. So that makes this whole deal very, very possible now. Under the uh, guise of all the different things that I was telling you last week that would have to happen, uh, in order for Aaron Rodgers to really facilitate a trade to the Jets, he's going to have to modify his contract significantly. He had to get assurances from Woody Johnson yesterday that they would spend money in free agency to bolster the team in areas that he feels that that probably needs support. Uh, I would wonder whether or not Woody Johnson would have agreed to that. That I don't know. That's you know that that's a conversation between. Uh, you know, the men that went out there and the and, and Aaron and his agent. And I'm sure that Nathaniel Hackett had a lot to do with all of this. And I would think that Nathaniel Hackett in some way, shape or form was probably uh, involved with him throughout this process, had conversations with him because they're so close. And I think that is going to help the Jets. I think that he is going to be a Jet unless unless he just has a uh, a real, I guess, hold on the fact that he wants to be one of the highest paid players in the league. If that if that is part and parcel to what he wants, then the Jets can't do what he would need to have done in order to support him to be able to overtake Buffalo, Miami, Kansas City, Cincinnati. Pittsburgh's going to be better. I don't know what's going on in Baltimore, uh, but there are going to be a lot of teams that you know are going to be in the way if the team stays the way it is right now. So they have to bring him in. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, they wouldn't have won seven and 10 had he been the quarterback last year. No, they wouldn't have. But next year is a, or this coming year is a completely different year. It's a completely set, different set of circumstances. So, uh, hopefully Woody, uh, Johnson assured Aaron Rodgers that if Aaron Rodgers lowered his contract number, 
that he would go out and spend the other uh, amount money left over and let Joe Douglas do his job. Now, all the stuff that Aaron Rodgers has said on the Pat McAfee show, the crazy stuff, the darkness retreat, all those things, that's what gets focused on. But there was one thing that he said that got unnoticed, I think. It was written up a little bit, but no one was really talking about it, where he admitted that no matter where he plays this year, he's going to have to rework his contract, and he knows that. So that fear that is out there that maybe, as you mentioned, you bring up, does he want to be one of the highest-paid guys and feels like he's not going to play unless that number is as gigantic as it needs to be for a guy like him. I actually believe that he will rework his contract in a way that's going to help whatever team he plays for, which right now feels like the Jets are nothing. There is no other team that is in on Aaron Rodgers right now. You saw all these teams say no to Lamar Jackson yesterday, which was a very weird thing that they were publicly coming out and saying they were not in on Lamar Jackson. That's a conversation for another day. But the Green Bay Packers... I don't think they want him back. We've been talking about that for a very long time now. The Jets want Aaron Rodgers. There's not a single other team right now that is in on Aaron Rodgers. So Aaron Rodgers right now, if he's he's not up at 3 a.m., but when he gets up, the decision he's got to make is retirement or the Jets. Right. So it it works unless there's another AFC team out there, and I don't see one at the moment. Uh, It works from the Green Bay standpoint. They don't want to send him to San Francisco. You know, they don't want to send him to like, uh, you know, another team like Carolina or, or, you know, the only other team I could, I could think of would be the Titans because supposedly, you know, he's building a house in Nashville or something like that. I'm not really sure, but you know, Green Bay has, you know, some say in this as well. And what they want is they want him in the AFC. They don't want him in the NFC. And it's not about compensation because, you know, you're not paying that much in terms of what you're giving to Green Bay. For a 39-year-old quarterback, uh, bona fide Hall of Famer for sure, and still probably has two to three years left if he wants at the back end of his contract because he didn't play at the beginning of his contract. Now, he's had injuries, he's had problems, but he's always been able to fight through most of those things. And I think this is why the Jets see this as a perfect fit. It's a perfect fit for them also. Because I keep saying they'll be able to keep Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson will be the backup quarterback. And he'll be able to watch his idol on the practice field and on the game field. And hopefully that is going to ignite Zach Wilson when it's Zach Wilson's turn two or three years from now. I guess really the question for Aaron Rodgers, and it's tough to get inside his head, even though he tells us so much about himself all the time, is is there enough positivity for him in Florham Park and with the Jets for him to continue his career there. Now, we know they're on the precipice with a very, very good roster and and offensive weapons. We know that one of his best buddies and offensive coordinator is there. Uh, We know that they'll find a way to pay him, maybe not as much as he was going to get paid in this original contract. So all of those things are taken care of. I just, it's continuing to play putting on another uniform, going to the East Coast, and dealing with all of that that has made me think that this was never going to happen. Mm. So, I mean, when he's weighing his options, you know how people do the pros and cons when they're making a decision? Obviously, you know what the pros are. You know, Garrett Wilson, um, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, the fact that I can keep playing because this seems to be the only team that wants to tolerate me a, right a, now. A reasonably good defense, too. Yeah, right. you know, I mean, like a defense that could have been a little bit better last year at the end of the season, but they would have been better had their offense been better. In other words, they were playing on their heels because their offense wasn't scoring a lot of points. Right. And they were struggling at the quarterback position. So he would stabilize the franchise and allow the franchise, you know, a couple more years, hopefully, with Zach Wilson developing. Um, you know, because remember, Aaron didn't start until his fourth year either. 
So this is like the perfect storm for the New York Jets if they can work it out. And I think they will. I, I think that, you know, Gutenkus, the, the GM from Green Bay, is done there. They're done dealing with him. Um, and they, you know, maybe Aaron wants a fresh start. Maybe, and remember, he's dating uh, a girl whose dad and family live here. That's right. So, so that's the other Eads, aspect. Right. The daughter of the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks has a home uh, in North Salem, uh, which is, you know, a little bit upstate. So, yeah. I mean, take that, a helicopter from there to, uh, you true. know, to, to Florham Park every single day would be easy. Yeah, so I, I, I think read, that's what um, uh, Brandon Marshall did. I think he was yeah. taking a helicopter from Brooklyn to uh, Florham Park. Wow. <laughs> I <laughs> think. I mean, if you've got that ability to do that every single day, it's the, it's the best way to do this it. It's the kind of money we're talking about here. Yeah, no, of course. Ridiculous. Well, it's the kind of money that Daniel Jones has now. Welcome and, to the big boy pool. And we actually said that. If you remember, we could go back. Now, I didn't believe this was going to happen. I was basically lying to his face when I said this. But when we were at there at Giants training camp, I said you could take a helicopter to this interview next year if you have a great year. I, I, that was the exact, and he laughed, and I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, right. You're going to be on another team as a third-string quarterback somewhere. Well, no, he did. But anyway, uh, I just don't know what Aaron Rodgers wants. I mean, I know, I, I don't know what he wants at this point. I don't think he knows what he wants at this point in his life. You know, how important is it to him to go to another team and prove that he can play at that high level, maybe win another MVP? Because that's something else he said you know, on Tom the Brady McAfee show. It. Tom Brady did But it. we n- always knew what Tom Brady wanted. I'd be like, I'd be like, First of all, if they're offering me, let, let's just let's just give a round number. Let's say they're offering him thirty-five million this year, because mm-hmm. that's what I think. That's the number around that number is going to be the number that will allow Joe Douglas to be flexible and rework some other contracts and do some other things. I think that's kind of the number. Um, I don't know what that would be over you know two years, and maybe there are incentives in there that if you get to the AFC championship game and you've played you know seventeen games or some you know some sort of bonus structure like Daniel Jones has sure. incentives that he could reach if those incentives are reachable, then he can even get paid more money so that that's kind of like what I'm talking about in terms of the contract. So then Joe Douglas has some flexibility to be able to go out and get a few of these other free agents out there. And everybody keeps talking about Brees Hall. Let me, let me remind people about running backs that come off of knee injuries. It takes 16 to 18 months before they are back to normal. Now, he may be ahead of schedule with his rehab, and it may be great, but he's a running back, man. Well, yeah, so so it's Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. yeah, so it's, it's, he's a running back. He's not going to be at the beginning of this coming season the way he was when he was at his highest at the beginning of last season. So that Brees Hall thing, I would suggest second half of the season and maybe even 2024 is when he will attain, assuming he doesn't get hurt again, that special running ability that we saw the first five weeks of the season. All right, so you know what we talked about with the Mike White t-shirts and everything with Zach Wilson. Now Rob Sala let that get out of control where they were supporting Mike White too much after the benching of Zach Wilson and how that was a problem. Do you think it's a problem that so many Jet players are out there campaigning for Aaron Rodgers on social media right now? Because if it doesn't happen, then all of a sudden... Either the guys that are there now, meaning Zach Wilson, or somebody else is going to come in feeling like the second or third or fourth choice. Because, you know, Brees Hoy just mentioned him. You know, he, he tweeted out yesterday, don't mind me, I'm just manifesting Aaron Rodgers. He quote tweeted a picture of Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform yesterday. Did he have a 12 on? Uh, he did have a 12 oh, on, come yes. Come on, Brees. He did have a 12 come on. Now. on. Come on now. I mean, Sauce, I think, was putting some stuff out there as yeah, well I yesterday. Saw sauce. Yeah, but that's all. These are young kids, man. This is the way that they get their voice heard. So, yeah. I don't really, it doesn't, 
that kind of stuff, I, I think I would probably be, if I were Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner, I'd probably be like, you know what? This is exactly the guy that we need because we, we have a good team. Like There is a level of confidence within that Jet locker room that yeah. we haven't seen since Rex Ryan was here. Sure, but I just, and if they get him, great. And of course, I'd want him too. It's just one of those things that if you don't, then what? I mean, are we going to see these same guys be making positive tweets about Ryan Tannehill if he's the quarterback? Like, yeah, probably I not. I don't, I don't think, I don't see that either. But, uh, you know, I just, I feel like the whole thing is trending towards Aaron Rodgers coming here. Yeah, that, that I do, and I and I and I think that Aaron Rodgers, maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, would also not want to wear the number twelve. Yeah, I mean it is a Hall of Fame number, and it is a retired number. Yeah, I wonder if that came up in that meeting. I wonder if he wanted fifteen when he got to Green Bay. <laughs> Bart Starr, yeah. Right. I don't. Uh, probably not. No. Jo- the great Joe Montana, you know, showed deference to Len Dawson when he went to Kansas City. Hey man, Joe Namath came on this radio station. I know that. So take I, it. I know what he said. Go ahead and take it. I know what he said, but you know, hey, it's a it's a new chapter. And listen, if Aaron Rodgers actually takes this team to the Super Bowl. He may go down as the greatest football player in history. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is that is true. I mean, when it's, it's or- the eyes of the uh, franchise's fans. Well, yeah, I mean, when there's organizations like that who haven't won, like the the championship that LeBron got for the Cleveland Cavaliers means fifty times more than anything he did in Miami. And I know he won multiple ones down there, but bringing it to his hometown and a team who hadn't won one just means so much. Now I know the Jets have won one, but it's been a very very long time, and their history has been littered with disappointments. By the way, they still haven't landed yet. The Jets. So a very observant Twitter user sent me the flight aware of the jet, the private jet. Woody Johnson's private jet. Yes. Woody Johnson's private jet, and it lands in White Plains at six forty a.m. So White Plains. That's weird. Yeah, they're still they're still in route. I would think, or Morristown. Yeah, well, that's where they're going. They're going to White Plains for whatever reason. So that's it. And I saw this last night, too, that this everybody was tracking this plane on the way out there, and it's the same one. So they haven't landed yet. Well, I think Jet fans should be excited. I really do. I, I, I think that this is a a moment in franchise history where if they could pull this thing off, and you know Aaron Rodgers comes in here, sound mind, sound body, ready to rock and roll with this young team, this aggressive team, then I think, you know, you got something. You got something special. I know that. And I know the business side of the building yeah. will be excited because oh season God. tickets will go through the roof. You'll have all the sponsorships that you want. All the sky boxes will be sold. And it will be worth every penny that Woody Johnson invests into Aaron Rodgers and then allowing Joe Douglas the flexibility with the salary cap to go and spend some more money to get some key ingredients that I think Aaron Rodgers would want here to solidify what he believes is probably a pretty decent team. Yeah, they, even the people who have called up and guys like Pete Hoffman who were arguing about this, and I was arguing with him in the newsroom and here the other day about how Derek Carr is a better option than Aaron Rodgers. All the people that were thinking that Aaron Rodgers wasn't a great option for the Jets, if he decides to come to the Jets, even those people are going to be through the roof. You have to be. You have to be. He physically gifted. He's one of the... Four or five greatest players to have ever played the game. Yeah. Physically gifted. I mean, throwing the football, playing the game the way that he plays it. You, you want to say stuff about injuries or losing home playoff games. I mean, you can go down that road all you want. I'm just telling you what I see and how he has played over the years and just the different way he looks when he plays. You know, that's the way Dan Marino was. When Dan Marino played, you had to watch. Mm-hmm. When Aaron Rodgers plays, I think you have to watch. It's kind of like now you have to watch Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, and Favre was that way too. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is a is a better player than Favre. Uh, Favre was. <sighs> He, he was still great, though. I mean, that year after the Jets in 2009, we took that team, the Vikings, to the championship game. He only threw four interceptions that year. It was unbelievable. He was really good still at the end of his career. But I think that Aaron Rodgers is better. I think that he could be... I, I think he could play three or four more years at a very high level how as long as he protects Viking, himself. How good was that Viking team? Oh, I mean, they were they were pretty damn good. I mean, they had won the division, you know, a couple of years before with uh, Tavares Jackson, you know, so they had... Yeah, the, but Aaron Rodgers got hurt that year, right? Well, the one year they had that they won a division, yes. Yeah. But but then when Favre came in, you know, that was... Well, no, he hadn't started yet until 2008, Rodgers. Okay. So he... No. So the year they won a division, he wasn't even he wasn't even there yet. Favre was, was just not himself at that point. And they had gone up there and beaten them back in 2004 when they weren't the same team. So they were sort of building at that point. And that, that team was just... I mean, they were good. I mean, they were. Who were his wide receivers? Sidney Rice. Remember Sidney Rice? From- so th- that's the point. Like, there, there's better players here, right? You feel now for oh, the Jets? A hundred percent. And they're better players for the Jets than than what Favre had in 2008 as well. When he got here. Yeah. yeah so I, I mean, and that team, like Greg Lewis. Remember Greg Lewis, the wide receiver, was a short guy, played for the San Francisco 49ers. Also played for Kansas City, didn't he? I might have. He bounced around a little bit. And then Sidney Rice was another one. And obviously Adrian Peterson and Percy Harvey were on that team and those guys were you know they were talented but they were they were up and down but I believe and the defense I think is much better for the Jets than it was back then so I mean this is a it's a better player and a better team that he's getting to the expectations are that you better be in the championship game at the very least if he comes here the only problem is is that there are five quarterbacks at the top of the AFC and we don't even count Deshaun Watson in that five yeah true think about that for a second like Deshaun Watson at one point in time was like one of the best players in the league. Yeah. One of the most exciting, dynamic players in the league. Takes a year off, still gets paid, of course. And he gets this guaranteed contract from the Cleveland Browns. And we don't even really think of him in that vein anymore. Yeah, because he and missed a quick two years. Right. He missed most of the season and came back. It was not impressive in the games that he was back. But So how about one year under his belt now? Everything's, you know, he still has this thing coming up, this, uh, this lawsuit. Uh, trial coming up and you know i don't know what that's going to do with him and all that other um distraction kind of stuff that's going on in his life but i will say that they're going to be a force as well like nobody's thinking cleveland's going to be any good no no they're they are definitely under the radar but they're also in a division with joe burrow and the cincinnati Bengals that have been very very impressive and potentially lamar jackson still but we don't know how about that six guys get tagged by their their teams, those six players received non-exclusive franchise tags, which means every single one of those players on that list, which includes Saquon Barkley and Lamar Jackson and Evan Ingram, can all negotiate with other uh, teams. Two other running backs, Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, are on that list, and Darren Payne, a defensive tackle from the Washington Commanders, is on that list. They can all go negotiate. Their respective team that they're on right now can match or... They'll receive two first-round draft picks. Nobody, and I mean nobody, is going after any of those players. And what does that tell you about Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I know. And that's something that I want to, we're up against a break, a longer conversation about. I've never seen that in my life. If someone can come up with an example to give me, I've never seen someone like Lamar Jackson, who has won an MVP and is still in his 20s, become available. Yesterday, he became available because you can negotiate with him. And yes, they can match in Baltimore. And yes, there'd be compensation if you got him signed to a deal. But teams were publicly 
coming out, leaks within organizations, giving it to beat writers, saying we're not interested. Yeah, because fan, because they have to tell their fans, because the fans in those respective cities are going crazy. But I've still never seen that before. It's absolutely insane. So, and I, and I know he wants Deshaun Watson money, and he's not going to going to get it. And it's almost like these owners, and I, I'm not saying that they're colluding, but it's almost like every owner in their own independent thought is like, we are not going to let that Deshaun Watson contract happen again. I think the thought is is that he quit on Baltimore. Nobody wants that in their locker room. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is since he doesn't have an agent, like, are you calling him directly? Is he sitting by his phone waiting for phone calls from I think general his, managers? I think his mom is, right? I think it's his mom. I mean, you know, if I were Lamar Jackson, and I'm just give a little friendly piece of advice to Lamar, go out and hire Daniel Jones's uh, hmm. agents. Yeah. Because what they got him... You know, is is like mind boggling. He's got a hit. Those agents, uh, athletes, for that have a history too. Uh, Dak Prescott uh, after his injury, go they hire got those guys, money. man. Yeah, so they've they've definitely negotiated Russell Wilson, his big contract after being washed up in Seattle. They've got a history of getting guys who don't deserve money, money. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Jerry, I think what we need to do every night now is identify that huge underdog in the NBA. Yes, and take them. And take them because this is now twice 
we have sat here once with the Nets and the yeah. Celtics saying there was no shot they were going to win. And I, even with Jalen Brunson not playing last night, I'm thinking the Knicks are not going to stop their losing streak against the Hornets. Well, we were no mocking the Hornets. Yeah, exactly. And then what happens? So we got to find that. Every Knicks night. were in full control of that game. And then all of a sudden, they, I think it was 0 for 9 from 3 in the fourth quarter. And they just ran. And not only that, they were still winning with like three minutes to go. You know how much money we could have won on both those games? I'm aware. If we had the guts to bet it. I'm you know, it's interesting. In the beginning of the game, you know, they have uh, Wally's keys to the game from yeah. Wally's Herbie. Mm-hmm. He said, don't take the Hornets lightly. You know, they got some professionals over there, too. You know, they have pride. You know who didn't take them lightly? The Nets. <laughs> You're right. And <laughs> you know what? Like, this is where, and again, if, if, if you were going to tell me that in March, the Knicks were going to go 9-1, and one, and get to almost 40 wins, at this point, I would have said, I'll take that in a heartbeat. But now when you're sitting here and you're watching last night's game and you're seeing how, how poorly they were shooting, they, they shot awful at yep. the beginning of the game. And so, Emmanuel, quickly, it's consistency is what you want. Mm. You, you want you don't want the flash in the pan game and then one come back. And, you know, not everybody's going to shoot great. Um, I would have liked to have seen... Like maybe Obi Toppin played 20 minutes or 24 minutes. He didn't have to just play 11 minutes and stick to this stupid rotation and grind your <laughs> top mm. players into the ground playing 35 minutes. I mean, I, I, this was a game last night where maybe some of the other guys like Jericho Sims, who haven't gotten any run over the last, you know, 10 Bingo. days, get a chance to go out there and play and support the guys who are getting gassed. And, I, and I'm not a maintenance day guy. I'm not asking for guys to take maintenance days. I'm just saying, hey, more minutes to the younger guys who have energy so something like this doesn't happen. That's all. Yeah, and that, that has been the rallying cry of Nick's Twitter ever since Tom Thibodeau took over this team is that right there. Is don't grind these guys into the ground. Use a larger. But then again, I mean, with the rotation down to nine, they went on this tremendous remember, winning streak. Do you remember when Fournier came off the bench the one game? Yeah. What about a week ago or two days ago? And he came mm-hmm. in, he started banging down fours and uh, threes and everything. Yeah, I mean, he didn't play it all last night, right? No, I don't think not even. I mean, no. That, but that's the point. I'm like, this is this would have been a, a perfect chance for younger guys to play against not a great team, but a team that you know still wants to win. And still has pride, as Wally said in the beginning of the game. But for some reason, I'm staying with nine guys, and everybody's playing 35 minutes. Yes. And, and Obi Toppin, you know, maybe he drives Tibbs crazy or whatever, but he's only getting 11 minutes. Yeah, it's stubborn. That I would mean, have been a great opportunity last night to play those guys a little bit more. All right, Jerry, what's happening? Well, man? how about some sound? We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone with Jackpocket. Since you're talking Knicks, here we go. Knicks Hornets last night. Defense! Hornets by two. Was Kenny Albert on uh, MSG? They would win by seven, one twelve, one oh five was the final as Charlotte outscored New York twenty five sixteen in the fourth quarter. Um, as the Knicks blow a sixteen point halftime lead, here was Tom Thibodeau. No surprise that Charlotte came back on this night. You see it in, the, in every night. There's big leads that dissipate very quickly, and that's why you can never let your guard down, and you, and you certainly can never feel too good about yourself because you know there's you know you know what's looming around the corner. Now, what's interesting is this would not have been one of those games where I would have taken I would have taken Houston to come back on Brooklyn at home. Mm-hmm. The Knicks down 16 at halftime I would have taken to come back on Charlotte. That's not one I would have taken. 
Yeah, I'm talking about before the game. We got to figure it out. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were talking about not taking like, them when they're down and no. having a big comeback. Well, that too. That of course is a way to make some money. But I'm talking about like the in in the instance of before the game when we're all like we were talking about the Nets and the Celtics. Like, there's yeah. no way, absolutely no way. We got to identify that team before they no, take the right. court. I gave the Nets a zero percent chance to be Boston Friday. Zero. Yep. Not one to zero. And I gave the I thought the same thing of the Hornets last night. Yeah, maybe ten percent because. Brunson wasn't there. No, it was at zero. Zero. No, it was yeah. at zero. Here was Julius Randle. Yep, maybe we were a bit tired. Mentally, you know, you gotta be willing to, you know, push through. And um, I think we tried. We just, we just didn't. Um, we didn't make enough plays defensively, obviously down the stretch, and then offensively, you know, we weren't good down the stretch. As Mentioned well. uh, Ubre with twenty-seven, Terry Rozier at twenty-five points and seven assists. Knicks will open up a road trip. In Sacramento coming up tomorrow night. Meantime, we mentioned the Nets. They were in Houston taking on a bad Rockets team. And the Nets doing what they should have done. Fired up. Bridges taking it strong. To the rim. Lays it up good. And he got fouled. As Bridges will go to the line with a chance at a three-point And that was Chris Carino with the call here on the fan. He scored uh, 30 on the night as the Nets beat the Rockets 118 at 96, 23 for Spencer Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton, 18 at 13 rebounds and four block shots. You're going to love this quote, Boomer. This is Jacques Vaughn Yep, talking about Bridges. Nice to have a guy like this on the club. He plays every single night. I love that piece about him. And uh, that ability to contribute as a teammate, uh, he is very unselfish. Mm, those are things that they've lacked, you could say, over the last few years. Tell you another thing, too, just watching his press conferences. He also seems like he's happy to be here, which is surprising to me. I thought he would have been miserable leaving Phoenix. Well, he was in that one Instagram video when he was walking his dog. That's weather. I <laughs> I mean, he doesn't seem miserable with this team. He's getting a lot of playing time here. He's like one of the best players on the team. Might be the best player on the team. So he's getting to be able to play and showcase his abilities and everything else while KD is going to go for a championship again, you know, hooking on to Devin Booker and the fellas. (laughs) It is true. He did hook on to another group of fellas. There you go. I will say this, though. You think the Knicks could get DeAndre Ayton? Would you want him? Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, are we giving up Emmanuel quickly in that deal? Are we giving up the draft capital that we've stocked up for DeAndre Ayton? I mean, I'd like to know exactly what it is. Or is Julius Randle getting traded somehow? Well, yeah. well, you know what, I just, I'm just thinking that, I don't know, I can't speak for DeAndre Ayton, but I can only think that he's got to be somewhat unhappy out there. Well, I think he's an afterthought now. That's, that's, yeah. that's the point. There's no but question. Is that is, like, we don't think he's a superstar, do we? No, but with opportunity, like Mikael Bridges, was anybody talking about him being a superstar? And now he gets more opportunity here, and he's turning into that. He's got that ceiling. A superstar, no, but when they wanted uh, Durant in the summer, that's the piece that the Nets would only do it for. Sure. And they would not give him up. Right, and then the new owner came in and was like, all right, fine, Get out whatever. of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, he was looked at as a very good young right, player that right. could develop, not like a superstar at that point, so... I don't know. I mean, Aiton has shown in the past that he could be very, very good, but he needs he needs more opportunity. He doesn't fit. That's the weird thing about the NBA. You can have like a, a piece like that on your team who could develop into one of the better players in the league, but if he doesn't fit with the group currently, he gets lost. You know what? It's it's amazing. It's the same thing with the NHL because you know who fits and almost fits seamlessly perfect, Jerry Patrick Kane. Nope. No. Timo Meyer. Oh, okay. That guy has been unbelievable for the devil. So far, so good, though. They did lose last I, night. I, listen, I watched part of this, this game last night. 
you know, Igor Shosturkin better be on the top of his game if the Rangers are to play the Devils in the playoffs and beat them. They are, they are, they fly up and down the ice. It is amazing how fast they are. A couple of other things from the NBA before we get to the uh, the rest of the hockey. The Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16, Kyrie Irving at 33. And in L.A., the Lakers, the Grizzlies are playing without John Morant, as we know. The Lakers win 112-103, and along the way, uh, the Lakers did retire Pau Gasol's number. He says, this is amazing, but no Kobe. I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player. Just to be a better man overall. And so you get the chance as they unveil the number 16. Yeah, I I know you don't want to crap on it, but it's like... This, this is one of those ones, and I know I, I'm going to sound hypocritical. And I'm not, I'm not going to go in on this because I talk about the Hall of Fame. And it's, I feel great for Pau Gasol. He's Absolutely. sitting there, he's crying. With the Lakers, it this one doesn't feel. I agree, it doesn't feel right. But I am happy for him. And if Laker fans How many years wanted to play there, seven, six and a half, I, th- I believe it was. And they wow. did, you know, they won twice. Right, yeah. they did win the two championships. Well, I don't know. I'm with you. You look at those numbers and names up there. It, I like if this were the Grizzlies. If this were right, I, I don't Timberwolves. Know, right, I would say absolutely. But it's just, it's just different. I mean, look at the Magic Johnson, James uh, Worthy, Kobe Bryant. It's just Kareem. It's just. It's, but he's part of two championships, though. That's he the is. Thing. Right. No, absolutely. And, and it meant a lot to him and the fans, obviously, and the Kobe connection, too, I think is a big thing that elevated him because those two guys getting together was what allowed Kobe to win championships without Shaquille O'Neal. And without Powell, it probably wouldn't have happened. But it just it doesn't look right. But retirement number is a little, Wait, a little much. A little much. Uh, also in Los Angeles, you got a new building going up, being built by the uh, Clippers and by Steve Ballmer. It's all privately funded, and because of that, Ballmer making sure it's going to be luxurious. And yes, the suites will be nice, and the seats will be good, and the court will be wonderful. But the experience for the fans will be outstanding. Because when you need to go to the bathroom, you're going to be able to go to the bathroom quickly. You're going to get in. You're going to get out. Toilets, eleven hundred. That's it. Yeah, well, it's a genius right there, man. This is <laughs> we're, we're talking about a <laughs> real deck. You said about UBS Arena. Didn't you say something about toilets? I don't remember. Did he? I don't know. I wouldn't be Whoops, sorry. <laughs> toilets. Toilets. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this man built up, you know, a tremendous technology company. And now he's thinking about the everyday How man. Could you not want? I mean, Steve Cohen's fantastic. This guy, oh, my yeah, no, God, his passion is unbelievable. I mean, he's been like that his entire life too. He's not slowed down one bit. No, like you listen to an interview or him on stage in 1996, and him now, he's the same exact guy. How about privately built stadium? That's that's yeah. a concept, right? I know exactly. Toilets. Toilets. <laughs> hear that, New York? He's very excited about yeah. that. So, very cool. Um, Baseball-wise, you had the Mets play the Astros to a 5-5 tie. Ronnie Mauricio with a two-run single. Carlos Carrasco, three innings of one-run ball. The big takeaway from this, remember, he struggled with the pitch clock last time out yeah. and was very happy to tell us about it. This time, a little bit better. I took my time. I waited to maybe uh, four or five seconds. Set him 15 and 17. It feels it feels way different. So I took my time and just 
And this is why they're working things out in spring training, so it shouldn't be an issue. Um, today, uh, rather tonight, the Mets have Max Scherzer on the mound as they take on the Nicaraguan national team. So, as we got the uh, baseball class. That's spring. right. Uh, day game for the Yankees and Cardinals. Garrett Cole on the mound mentioned the Devils losing to the Maple Leafs 4-3. Islanders beat the Sabres 3-2. Much needed win for them. And you got the Big East tournament first round today. St. John's Butler at 3. Mm-hmm. And then tonight, you've got Seton Hall and DePaul. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hi, Bruin Geo on the fan at CBS Sports Network. By now, you've seen the Daniel Jones contract. $40 million a year, over $80 million guaranteed at signing. He's got an opportunity to earn an extra $35 million in incentives. And I really hope that he got all his thank yous out there. And there's one man that I hope does not go unnoticed in this. And Daniel Jones and his agent said thank you to. Now you think about, all right, Saquon Barkley, you know, some of the, I mean, Darius Slayton when he had to step up, his offensive line, Brian Dable. Mike Kafka, these are all the people that Daniel Jones should be thanking for being able to be in this position, right? People have helped him along to have this season. The one guy he really needs to thank for $40 million a year, really needs to reach out to, that it better happen today, is a man by the name of Ed Donatell. <laughs> the Vikings defensive coordinator who got <laughs> fired after that playoff game and allowed Daniel Jones to play his best game ever. That game earned an extra $10 million a year for Daniel Jones, and you cannot convince me otherwise. I agree. I actually do agree. Uh, he, you know, played he played amazing awesome. in that game. He did. Couldn't have played better. I mean, and this is and this is the game that CBS Sports Network is showing now uh, is the regular season game where the Vikings ended up winning that game. This isn't the playoff game, but the, I mean, this is that playoff game, getting into the postseason and winning and him being the reason to do so. 70 yards rushing, the touchdowns, everything that he did got him $40 million a year. Now, I think he probably would have made something like $32 million a year, $30 million a year if he didn't win that game and play that well. Yeah. There, was a couple, there were a couple plays that he made in that game where he stayed in the pocket, took the hit, and made the throw. Yeah. And that was important. And he was accurate in that game. His wide receivers came up big in that game. And then, of course, you know, we all know that he had to do the majority of lifting through the season. 708 yards rushing, 3,200 yards passing. I mean, you could say he had over a 4,000-yard season. Then when you combine the rushing touchdowns and the passing touchdowns. But, you know, when you're paying a guy $40 million in this league, you're paying him to throw 35 touchdowns. So, you know, as has been reported in the post, uh, I forget which, maybe it was Ian O'Connor or somebody wrote, I agree with him 100% that, you know, you are now in the big boy pool. This is it. This is like, you know, you're making the same amount of money this year that Aaron judges. 
Yeah, I mean, think about that for a second. And, you know, and that's okay. That's the going rate for starting quarterbacks. And I know that the Mara family loves Daniel Jones, just like they did Eli Manning. Sure. Fits the, you know, everything that they want. And his skill set fits exactly what Brian Dable has as an offense. Um, and, And hopefully he's better and they put better players around him so he can live up to this contract. It'd be idiotic to pay a guy this amount of money and then not build around him so he can actually, you know, live up to the amount of money you're paying him. And one of the conversations we had throughout the regular season is if you put Daniel Jones on the Philadelphia Eagles, will the, would the Philadelphia Eagles be the one seed in the NFC? That's a good question. And that's a, you know, we're going to find out. Well, yeah, I don't I don't know if they're going to get that type of offensive line and those type of wide receivers in year one, but they're definitely going to be better year one of this contract, that is. But they're definitely going to be better than they were last year roster-wise. And I do believe, as much as I've trashed Daniel Jones, and I didn't think he was going to be here this year, and I thought he'd be a backup somewhere else, and this was going to be the end of the road for him. Now, after seeing what happened last year and the coaching staff he's with, I 100% believe he's going to be better than he was this past year. And I think he's going to grow even more. And I'm not going to say this contract is going to look like a bargain. I'm not going that far um, because this is a lot of money for a guy who's done not a lot. But I think he's going to be much better. I think that the weapons are going to be better. I think that the offensive line is going to be better. I think that him in year two of this offense is going to be better. As long as this guy continues to keep that turnover problem in the past and can stay on the field, I really do believe he's going to take major steps forward. You know, it's a weird thing, though, that in the NFL, you have two teammates that are linked together uh, because of their draft status and because they play on offense, and that's Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. And I'm sure they're really good friends, and I'm sure Saquon was somewhat happy for Daniel Jones yesterday, but at the same time being happy for Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones signing this contract basically now puts Saquon Barkley in a really tough spot with this non-exclusive franchise tag because nobody's given up an, an, a number two or two number ones uh, for a running back. And no. Nobody's going to end up paying him the money that he wants. Like the Giants hold all the cards simply because Daniel Jones signed that contract. Yeah, and it was funny. I was listening to Al on the warm-up show, and he goes, what is Saquon Barkley going to do when they call like a toss sweep to him? And he's going to be like, toss sweep to me? You take it. You're making $30 million more a year than I am. So, And it's true. I mean, that stuff happens. I mean, we, we don't think about it as much, but that that personal side of these things, as much as he loves Daniel Jones, but I mean, that's we're talking $30 million more Per year that Daniel Jones is going to make uh, more than Saquon Barkley. It's the going rate for quarterbacks. That's all there is to it. Yeah, I know. But but it's also the going rate for running backs, which is a problem for running backs. But that's the way it is. You know, and is there going to be someone that changes that and and resets the market? Le'Veon Bell tried to do it and couldn't, and his career fell apart. So think I mean, of, well, think of one as a general and the other as a foot soldier. Yeah, no, it's true. You know, the general tells the foot soldier, go. <laughs> and he yeah. sits behind the line. Although I will say that Daniel Jones had a little bit of foot soldier in himself this year. He did. Because, you know, he he did run for 708 yards, and I don't want to minimize that. That's not easy in the NFL for anybody, let alone a quarterback. But, you know, hopefully his offense will come around the way that Josh Allen's offense came around and when Josh Allen was playing his best. You know, Josh Allen sort of forced him the ball last year, got hurt against the Jets, played with an injured elbow, and I think that definitely affected him as the season went on. And hopefully Daniel's offensive prowess will kind of go towards that way as opposed to running with the ball and then having to call running plays for him. Yeah, and it's not like he can't stand in the pocket and throw. No, he showed, he showed that he can. Right, but I mean, and he, he's just someone that needs to use his legs in the situations where it's absolutely necessary. 
like Patrick Mahomes does. I mean, now Patrick Mahomes moves around more, but he'll take off when it's absolutely necessary. He's not breaking that pocket. He's not running when he doesn't have to. He moves around all over the place to throw the ball, but you don't see him running a lot when you feel like he doesn't have to. And Josh Allen did a lot of that running when he didn't have to early on in his career, changed himself. Joe Burrow's another example. When he has to run, he will run. But he doesn't do it a lot. Same thing with Justin Herbert. Yeah. And uh, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, those guys, I mean, and, and they're quick, they're fast, they could do it. And you want to know something, Daniel Jones physically stacks up with each one of those guys. He does. He physically, athletically, everything stacks up with each one of those guys. So maybe that's what they see. And I know, I, I listen, you want to say that Lamar Jackson quit on the Baltimore Ravens. Daniel Jones will never do that. Oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about him. I mean, they know what kind of guy he is in that locker room. They know how he is in the practice field. And this is only going to embolden him to become even more aggressive, I would think, as a leader. I would hope so. I mean, to go from where he was prior to last year, remember some of the stuff that was coming out of training camp, how the offense looks terrible, and Daniel Jones' confidence is in the toilet. And then when he sat next to us, we were like, man, this guy doesn't seem like... By the way, that was all done on purpose, as we found out later on. Right, we found out from Brian Dable he was testing him. Um, so, and then he sat down next to us like, this guy's, man, he's got, he's got no confidence right now. This is just bad. And then look what he did. I mean, he, he grew from it. So I've got nothing but the ultimate respect for him now. I mean, I really do. I mean, if he can convert me, then he can convert anybody. But I can't sit here today. I mean, it does, it's a lot of money for someone who has not put together several good years. He's got a losing record. Right. And he's, what, I think he's got, just one or two more touchdowns than he has turnovers. I yeah. mean, and, but but again, you know, as as John Mara said, and and I've been saying for years around here about stability of franchises. If you want these kids to turn out to be good, they need a stable franchise. They can't have new offensive coordinators and new head coaches every other year. They just can't. Right. It's impossible to survive in this league that way. And the fact that Daniel Jones has survived. And they finally found the right coach to get the most out of him and got in his face in that first week against Tennessee after he threw that lousy interception. All of a sudden, something clicked. And they finally found the right guy. And I think that John Maris said, you know what? Let's pay this kid because we kind of screwed him over the last three years. And it hasn't been. And we not, not only that, we, we didn't pick up the fifth-year option. Right. If they would have picked up the fifth-year option, they wouldn't have even had to do any of this right now. I'm Boo and Gio coming alive for the Ford Talk Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. So Lamar Jackson becomes available yesterday with this non-exclusive franchise tag. And the reason I phrase it that way is because teams are allowed to negotiate with him. And if you want Lamar Jackson, you could draw up a contract with him. You could have him in the building. And then the Baltimore Ravens have an opportunity to match that contract. Or you get have to give up two first-round picks to the Baltimore Ravens if Lamar Jackson doesn't get that contract match by the Ravens. And all accounts are, as we have talked about from the second that the contract happened with Deshaun Watson, that that is what Lamar Jackson wants. And he wants more than what Deshaun Watson got because he believes he is the better player and has done more and hasn't had a scandal off the field. And the interesting part about this is we touched on it earlier is the Atlanta Falcons, when you brought that up about them being the destination for Lamar Jackson, I mean, it just it, it, it made sense. I mean, it was just sort of the perfect destination if he was going to go somewhere else. So the second that you see it's the non-exclusive franchise tag with Lamar Jackson, 
Falcons. And then immediately, the Atlanta Falcons, every beat reporter in America for the NFL comes out, the Atlanta Falcons will not be pursuing quarterback Lamar Jackson per sources. Why? What is the reason? Is it because, as you mentioned, there's some you know the thought out there that, that Lamar Jackson could have played and did not play at the end of the season and in the playoff game because of this contract situation, which is one of the worst looks ever, if true? Is it the fact that these owners do not want to give Lamar Jackson the Deshaun Watson contract because they got to stop that? They can't continue that precedent that was set. Is it because people don't want to give Lamar Jackson any sort of money because they don't think he's going to be durable enough? Is it a combination of all of these things? I don't know. But just the fact that this guy being available and then teams like putting it out there through beat reporters that we don't want him is is mind blowing. Well, the amazing thing to me is that he won the MVP the second year of his five year first round pick contract. And they could have extended him after his third year, much like uh, the Chargers and the Bengals are going to do with their respective quarterbacks right now. They're yeah. going to extend them when they become extension eligible. So they at least have a wherewithal of how much they're going to end up paying this guy over the next seven or eight years. And the fact that he doesn't have an agent is probably why this did not get done two years ago. It should have been done two years ago. And then, lo and behold, in the midst of the, those two years... The Deshaun Watson fiasco takes place, and now all of a sudden, he in his own mind, and rightfully so, if I were him, I would be saying the same thing. Sure. Hey, I want an MVP. I've taken my team to the playoffs, and by the way, there are no scandals surrounding me off the field, and I am the face of your franchise. So if he needs to have an agent fighting those fights, you know, not himself, not his mother, and not some lawyer. He needs to have, I'm telling you, go hire Daniel Jones' agents today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know how he and his, whoever is representing him, is going to be talking to other teams under these conditions now. So now, the other thing that could happen is that, you know, the Ravens could still trade, you know, come up with the deal yeah. themselves and trade him for less compensation than two first round draft choices if they wanted to. I, I guess they could still do that. I, but I this is this is a really weird thing because he's not going to want to come back on this non-exclusive franchise tag no. and do what Dak did or do what Kirk Cousins did. I, I he's got to be totally unhappy with everything that's happened because he has played for five years and should have gotten a contract extension two years ago. Now, remember, he doesn't have to sign this tag either. So the one person that was highly and we mentioned him before, uh, Le'Veon Bell, the, the big one with the franchise tag. He didn't sign it. So if you don't sign that tag, even though you can't go and play for another team, you cannot be punished by the team for not showing up to training camp, not showing up to practice. You're not going to get fined. So he could not sign it. So if you're telling me, which is seems like a real real possibility that it that this happened, or at least the Ravens believe that it happened, that Lamar Jackson didn't play when he could have at the end of the season last year. That if he did that, then he is fully capable of sitting out a year. Fully capable of not signing that tag and sitting out a year for the Baltimore Ravens, especially. He'll never make that money back. Yeah, I know. But, but he's, he's already made bad decisions. He's probably already lost. I, you know, I, I, I'd give a conservative estimate, probably somewhere between 15 and 35 million dollars, somewhere in there. And he's already lost that. Yeah. 
And I, I, there's no way that he's going to make. I don't see how there's a way that he can make it up. And you know, it's it's kind of interesting that you know Derek Carr got a hundred million guaranteed. Daniel Jones basically eighty two to ninety three million dollars guaranteed. But I haven't seen the construction of the contract. All I know is that it has reduced his cap hit significantly from where it would have been had he had to play under the franchise tag. So at least the Giants have some certainty now as to how much money they would have to be able to sign other players. Somewhere, I think, around $50 million. If If it weren't for this new contract, that $50 million would probably be somewhere around $42 million. I mean, uh, thirty-two million. Thirty-two, yeah. So, so this this helps the Giants in that regard, and, and that sounds like the Giants are going to be willing to spend some money and hopefully get another wide receiver in here. All right. So this is just funny to go through the timeline, and they did a good job on CBSSports.com of this Lamar Jackson situation. So you find out that the non-exclusive tag happens at three o two for Lamar Jackson. Three o two p.m. Eastern time is when Lamar Jackson gets tagged with the non-exclusive franchise tag. Three sixteen p.m. Diana Russini of ESPN. The Atlanta Falcons are not pursuing Lamar Jackson. <laughs> 3.35 p.m. If you're wondering, this is from Vincent Bonciore, a Raiders beat reporter. If you're wondering if the Raiders will be involved in Lamar Jackson, the answer is very unlikely. Okay, 4.30 p.m. The Panthers are not expected to be in the Jackson market per league sources. Jeff Darlington at 5.22 p.m. The Dolphins will not be pursuing Lamar Jackson. I mean, this is insane. The one, all right, here's Kimberly Martin, who we know, I believe she started at Newsday, 4.49 p.m. Washington, a team that on paper makes sense, just like the Falcons, but based on what I'm hearing, the commanders are not going to pursue Lamar Jackson. I mean, five teams in a matter of two hours had to make it clear that they were not pursuing him? I mean, at 26 well, I mean, years old? I don't know if they made it clear. I just think that the people that cover those teams probably have their inside sources and say we have no interest. But those are the teams that are saying that. I, 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 yeah, I know that. But I, those teams aren't doing it collectively so that they, they can't be considered collusion. No. I mean, if somebody is reporting something that they heard from a source, that doesn't mean that all five teams got in a room and said, you know, by the way, Let's not go after you know no, Lamar Jackson. I'm not suggesting that, but I'm suggesting that they are they are like minded in their independent thoughts. They they are like minded in the fact that they're not. They just they one they don't want them, and two they want people to know that they don't want them. Yeah, I don't think the Baltimore Ravens want them either. I really don't. Well, they no could let them walk, say, no matter what they say. I mean, and I think this is really going to be like a. I, I, I mean, Daniel Jones just got forty million dollars a year. Yeah. Has he been an MVP? No. He took his team to the playoffs and played a great playoff game for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Does he have a winning record? No. Um, Would you say uh, if I gave you a choice between Daniel Jones and Lamar Jackson, who would you take? No, Lamar Jackson. Uh, Okay, well, we... (laughs) He should be making $40 million a year, and he doesn't have anybody representing him to get him that money. So if, if Daniel Jones got the non... Because was, this was an option. If Daniel Jones got that non-exclusive tag yesterday instead of the long-term deal, do you believe the same thing would have happened with these teams? That Daniel Jones is not an option for the Falcons, for the Panthers? I, I, for the honestly, I think anytime you put a person on, a player on this list, this non-exclusive list... Um, I, I think most teams really want to stay away from it, um, signing guys to offer sheets. Back in the, when I played, they used to sign offer sheets where there was a poison pill in there. So like a team couldn't 
you know, come back and match it. Yeah, that happened with uh, Steve Hutchinson. Hutchinson yes. Yeah, yeah. I think it also happened with Nate Burleson. Yeah, I think it might have. Yeah, it was there the was Seahawks, a bunch of guys. Yeah. There was a bunch of guys, even when I played, that that had those kind of poison pills that were put in there that made it very difficult for teams to match those contracts. That that kind of stuff has stopped. Mm-hmm. They don't do that anymore. So I, I just think this is a way for the teams to protect themselves and screw the players because no other team out there is going. I, it's very unlikely anybody is going to receive an offer. Given the the uh, positions that they play, is somebody going to give up two first rounds for Evan Ingram? No, they're not going to do it. Nor Saquon Barkley, but or if Tony Pollard has got a broken leg, yeah, there's there's no. But Lamar Jackson, yes. I mean, to me, oh. I would I thought that a team would give up two first round picks for Lamar Jackson. I just thought that that would be the going rate for a guy, a, a former MVP at 26 years old. You know I, how like the Jets, if they get um, Aaron Rodgers to come here, yeah, which. If Green Bay has given the Jets the ability to go out and speak to Aaron Rodgers personally. Yeah, which they have. Yeah. That means that Aaron Rodgers has told Green Bay that I'm not coming back. Or Green Bay told them he's not coming back. Yeah, well, this, that, that's the politics of the crap that the fans sure. have to deal with and figure all that stuff out if you're a Green Bay fan. Yeah. But the Jet fan, nobody really cares. They mm-hmm. just want to be able to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. I'm saying that if the Jets sign Aaron Rodgers, it will be worth he'll be worth his weight in gold when it comes to off-season season ticket sales and sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. And the interest in the team, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they're playing in the Hall of Fame game this year, which is great. You know, they got they got a couple guys going into the Hall yeah, of Fame. Joe Clucko, Darrell Revis. Right. It's going to be a huge check contingent there. Yeah. Could you imagine if Aaron Rodgers is a part of all that? It'd sure. be unbelievable. So the Jets' business side will make the money back. That's why I think if... The Atlanta Falcons brought Lamar Jackson in to play quarterback with them the way that they are built right now. And they have more than enough money under the salary cap to go and make this happen so at why a reasonable number. As a, at, they? Well, you know why? Because Lamar Jackson needs an agent. I'm telling you. Because, so it's because of agent. the money, you're saying. It's because of the money. I, I just think he needs somebody in there, you know, fighting his battles yeah. and dealing with and not him getting all emotional about you know some of the negative things that he may be feel are coming his way. Now most of the team that he plays with, the guys that he plays with, like Calais Campbell, you know they love Lamar and they want Lamar to stay in in, in uh, Baltimore, and they can't believe what's going on. But then again, they don't know what the front office thinks of Lamar Jackson and and how this whole thing went down last year and how many injuries he sustained and whether or not he is truly committed. To being that $40 million a year player, I'd like to think that's, a, that's the well, case. But this, if I were Arthur Blank, this would be a no-brainer for me. I, mean, but I would say I mean, $40 million a year. He's going to get more. He's got to get like 45 or more now that Daniel Jones is $40 million, right? I don't I, I don't. I'm telling you, man. There's, some, there's something going on here that is just... Like Derek Carr got $37.5 million. Mm-hmm. I ask you, Derek Carr, Daniel Jones, who you want? Well, right now, Daniel Jones. I do. Okay. I think he's going to get better. But if I would ask you that at the beginning of the season, I would the little laugh in the, your face for the question. <laughs> right. <laughs> said, what so, are you? What, what are we even doing? I mean, you know. So if you are Lamar Jackson, I know where he's coming from. I I understand his personal feelings about all of this. I would feel probably the same way that he does. But he's got to get somebody in there advocating for him. He yeah. can't he can't keep this thing going the way it is. The most fascinating thing to me would be if the if Aaron Rodgers slips through the Jets' fingers and that's not a possibility. Is Woody Johnson desperate enough to get that quarterback to make a run at Lamar Jackson? Now I know 
what you're going to say about the offense. Let's take that away just for a second and the unhappy wide receivers. I'm talking about a desperate owner who wants a quarterback and almost had Aaron Rodgers right there. And all that business side stuff that you're talking about that they got all excited about. Would they be the Cleveland Browns from a few years ago because of the desperation of the organization and do something like that? I I would 90% say no. Okay. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree, but it's something that I've been thinking about because, you, you know, when you're that close to something and you don't get it, you're like, ah, now I got to settle for what? And this guy's available? Let's make a run at him now. We didn't get Carr. We didn't get Rodgers. Let's make a run of Lamar Jackson. So you never really know what's going on. You never really know the reputation of somebody or or what the internal reputation is of somebody. Yeah. People don't want to be talking about this. Like the Baltimore Ravens don't want to be talking about anything negatively about Lamar. They're just going to keep saying we're trying to get it done. We're trying to get it done. And maybe this will, you know, expedite things to get done. We'll see. We don't know. You know, we love Lamar. Lamar's our leader. You know, they're going to say all the right things. But I, I just I just think that there are people within the league that know exactly what's going on in Baltimore and want to stay a million miles away from it. Yeah, yeah maybe, which which is one, he doesn't have an agent Two, he wants to show Watson's contract and three, he might have quit on the team at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I yes. mean, that's a tough combination. That's three uh, strikes against. Yes. If your day sounds like we need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. This is one of those follow the private jet mornings. It has landed. The Jets are back. This is now I feel like one of those college football fans that like follows the private jets when the coaches are going from one school to another, like or college basketball, like, oh man, like where's Gus Malzahn got on a plane somewhere. Like Lincoln Riley was on the USC private jet. Right, exactly. Oh, leaving know, Oklahoma. Oh, he's going. He's going. And he I did. Mean, <laughs> I mean, the owner doesn't get on a private jet flying all the way across the country without the idea of signing the guy and convincing the guy to come and play for him. Sure, of course, the Jets want him and are going to do everything to get him. It's just that will they? I mean, they're going all in. We knew that they would, but will they? And I don't think him not coming back with the Jets is a bad sign. There was no way they were extracting him out of Malibu and bringing him back to have a press conference tomorrow. There's no way. But we all know that they have to get this figured out before March 15th. Right, which is Monday? Monday. Is it Monday now? No, no, no. 13th Monday, Wednesday. Right, Wednesday. 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 Okay. So they got to get it figured out because they have to make sure they understand where everybody sits in terms of the salary cap. That's the Green Bay Packers as well as the New York Jets and how they structure the contract. So I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers would have asked Woody Johnson, okay, are you going to be able to sign free agents if you bring me in? Of course. I mean, and, you know, and there's no and there's no tension between Aaron Rodgers and Zach Wilson. 
No, they like each other. That's actually a good thing. Right, and I think, you know, while Zach would want to play, I'm sure he also recognizes the obvious, that he needs time and maybe he can learn underneath Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers and how those two communicate. So when it's time for Zach Wilson to try to take this thing over again, at least they'll have a little, a few of the answers that maybe he didn't have, you know, in the previous offense. And unprompted on McAfee's show about a month ago, Rodgers specifically brought up Zach Wilson and gushed about him. Hmm. And Nathaniel Hackett. Right. Couple of guys, birds of a feather, those and two. And plus, yeah. his girlfriend's dad lives here in North Salem and has that place here. You know, there's a, there's a lot of reasons why Let's this just could call work. It like an election. Aaron Rodgers is a jet. <laughs> well, that's what the Boomer said he was doing <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. It's, it's over. It's, it's over. Yeah. I right. feel like it is. I don't think the Jets would go to this these extremes and then let Derek Carr move on. Yeah, one thing, because Rodgers is so cerebral with these things, the one thing I really want to know is, does Brett Favre's trajectory when he left the Packers and went to the Jets play into this at all? He's like, I just, I'm, I'm following in his footsteps too much. And I just, I want my, he's been a guy who wants to, to blaze his own path. Look at this guy, he'll on the Vikings next year. <laughs> well, either and that. And he'll be in prison. <laughs> well, uh oh, lawsuit coming your way. You know, he may actually be thinking, you know, I'll go to the Jets and I'll be better than Brett was. That's true. There's that too. Yeah. And like you said, there is a better team here now in place, I think, for a quarterback to take over. Man, I'll tell you what, if he, could you imagine they went out there and said, look, we want to sign you, but in order to sign you, we got to pay you this much money because we want to go after Orlando Brown. Mm. Hey, you gotta love that. <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Yes. Well, then he's probably gonna say, "Well, screw that. You can get Bakhtiari for half the money, and I like him." And then the Jets will be like, "He never oh, stays healthy." Man. I don't know. It's just to me, I, 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 it, it makes too much sense. It's got to happen. Who does most of the talking in that meeting? Joe Douglas, Woody Johnson, Rob Sala. Who's doing most of the talking? Who's the? Man, I hope it's not the, Woody Johnson. Mm. I can tell you. <laughs> You'll be a Hall of Famer if you come play for us. <laughs> yeah, I already am, Coach. Yeah. No, come on. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I don't know. I mean, I would hope that it would be Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas would be the guy I would pick to be the point man in that situation. Well, Rob Sala, of course, and Nathaniel Hackett, his buddy. That's true. Yeah, him, too. He, I could see Nathaniel Hackett saying, look, man, it's going to be the same offense we ran in Green Bay. We got this guy doing this. We got this guy doing that. Where do you meet these guys? These guys got so much you know, energy, and it's, it's going to... You know, bring you to another level. It's going to make you feel good about being with a new place. I, I can understand all of that. Maybe things got stale in Green Bay. So I think it was Brian Costello who tweeted out yesterday that when the Jets were pursuing Favre, they sent him a picture of a large farm near Florham Park that had a lake. And they That's said, hey, Johnson's farm and you can go uh, turkey hunt. Right. So you could hunt and fish yeah. over there. And they said, hey, look at this. Like, what do they send Aaron Rodgers? A if, picture of North Salem and say, look, you could live here and nobody's going to bother you. And you could take the helicopter over to, uh, you know, over to Florham Park. Yeah, I was going to say a toilet in a shed somewhere. <laughs> like, that's oh, probably what they're going to have. Toilets! Toilets! <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else they would show them. You know, what is the thing that Aaron Rodgers wants? What do you want? That's got to be the hardest question to figure out from the Jets' perspective. All right, Jerry, what's going on in sports? Brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. So we wait, we wait, we wait. We'll see what happens with Rogers. Jets meeting with them, as we know. You've discussed it, blah, blah, blah. Daniel Jones, four years, 160. 
$35 million in incentives as well. It looks like there's an out after two years. We'll see. Guaranteed $82 million over the first two years of this deal. And uh, Saquon Barkley gets tagged for $10.1 million. You got the Lamar Jackson situation as well. The Bucks releasing left tackle Donovan Smith. The Dolphins cutting a cornerback Byron Jones. All right, we get to the basketball last night in the Garden. Things were going swimmingly for the Knicks. They were uh, doing what they were supposed to do to the Hornets. And then the fourth quarter came, and then things turned quite quickly. Here's Hayward off the inbounds. To the free throw line. That is Kenny Albert on yes. MSG. No, uh, not for your next. 112-105 was the final. Hayward, the hoop, and the foul there. He finished with 23 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists. Kelly Oubre Jr. had 27. Tom Thibodeau says, boy, things were going well. When we came out, we had the 16-point lead. And then the first three or four minutes, we just traded buckets. And so we were playing with fire there. And uh uh, fell short in the end. Maybe. Yeah, and then but, I played all my guys 35 minutes and, you know, they just ran out of gas. You know what? I have found a guy that I could root for. I have found a guy Can that wears blue and orange that I could actually root for. Josh Hart. Yeah, Josh Hart. And you want to know why Josh Hart's the guy? Because while people are saying we're gassed, we're fatigued, Josh Hart is saying, screw that. We're playing basketball. You got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. Enough for us that we're playing a game. And obviously, we're fortunate enough to play a game like this where we have to um, keep that in perspective. That, I mean, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I, I appreciate that because there are those of us who get up, you know, somewhere between 3 and 4 in the morning and work four hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to reference you, Jerry, and say we got guys that fly out to Minnesota, <laughs> watch a Buster Peter Laws, get on a plane, sleep on a couch. He was not referencing me. <laughs> but good for him for saying that. It's the same night, too, where even Julius Randle who's played great, mm-hmm. he actually said we're gassed at this point. And then you got Hart on the other side of the locker room saying, uh, stop. Not that he was referring to Randall at all. But I just thought Obi Toppin should have gotten some more time, that's all. And then you know, just limit some of the minutes and give some of the guys a breather and get some energy out there. Knicks uh, had their nine-game winning streak come to an end. They're in Sacramento tomorrow night. As for the Nets, they went to Houston and took care of the Rockets. Dale Green turned it over as Paxton comes away with it for Brooklyn. Up the left side with the dribble. Step through in the paint. Tough leaner. Banked it home for Nick Claxton. He's got 11. Nets go up by 18. And they won by uh, 22. 118-96 was the final score. Uh, Nick Claxton, 18 points he would finish with. 13 rebounds, 4 block shots, 34 Mikael Bridges. Here's Claxton uh, on Bridges. Enjoys playing with him and sees the type of player he can be. He's just, he's just been... Just so poised, just getting to his spot. You would think that he's been playing this way for his whole career offensively. And I think he continue to, he continue to get better. Which is good for them since he's scoring 30 on uh, most nights. Nets have won three in a row. Tough next as they go to Milwaukee tomorrow night. I think the Bucks have won 19 of 20 uh, is that number for them. Meantime, the Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16. Kyrie Irving had 33. And the Sixers just destroyed the T-Wolves 117-94. 
a whopping 39 for Joel Embiid. He was on TNT afterwards, not worried about MVP voting this time around. This year, you know, I've taken a different approach. Just trying to focus on the right things, uh, you know, win games, dominate, uh, which I've been doing. And whatever happens, happens. Uh, you know, obviously, we would have loved to, you know, win one. That's the, you know, the best award anymore. Anyone and can I was get. telling you yesterday, he was 19 for 19 from the free throw line last time out. Nine for nine last night, which means he made his last 28 foul shots, which is pretty damn impressive. Now, in Los Angeles, we talked last hour about Pau Gasol getting yeah. his number retired. Lakers did beat the Grizzlies 112-103. Pau Gasol, not a household name. I mean, some people struggle with the name Giannis Antetokounmpo. We know that. Uh, some people might struggle with the name Ryan Smith, depending upon where you're from. Al is from here, not a basketball <laughs> fan, admittedly, and did struggle this morning when bringing up this story. I saw a story that the Lakers retired Paul. What do you say his first name? Paul Casal. <laughs> Paul. Paul Casal. <laughs> I know it's Paul. Paul. It looks like Paul without the L. <laughs> Paul Casal. <laughs> What's his name, Jerry? So I thought, thinking back, you remember when we used to watch Batman as children, and then there were the fight scenes would come up? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Boof. Yeah, pow, bang. Yeah. I wondered if we didn't spell it out, if we actually played it out, what it would sound like. <laughs> oh my god sometimes I'm like confident right until I look at it while I go let me look at it one last time before I say it then I get all thrown off <laughs> Paul Gasol was and Jerry definitely just, my favorite <laughs> and then Jerry just stares at me waiting for me to try it again right. well that's the best part he does it correct him I'm, I'm letting that go lets it happen but he also doesn't say if I say it correctly either well when you're wrong I'm gonna let it keep being wrong because <laughs> you had half the name right like you would go pow Gasol? <laughs> no. And then it would be Paul Gasol? <laughs> Paul Gasol is the best. That sounds like a French cartoon cat character. Yes. Right? Paul Gasol stars in Kitty Litter, too. <laughs> uh, I thought that was funny. Anyhow, uh, let's see. Spring baseball. Mets played the Astros to a 5-5 tie. Carlos Carrasco, three innings, one run ball. Said all was good with the pitch clock this time around. Ronnie Mauricio continues his solid spring with a two-run single. Jalen Davis, not sure who he is. He hit a home run in that game uh, as well. Uh, Max Scherzer makes the start tonight as the Mets play Nicaragua. Uh, I imagine it's one of the teams in the WBC, which did get underway, I think, late last night, as a matter of fact. I think Brandon Nimmo's playing for Nicaragua this year. <laughs> I don't know where Brandon Nimmo's playing. Isn't um, he playing for, didn't he say he's going to play Italy? for Italy? Is he really? Yeah. I thought no, no, he was no, one he that said he, he wasn't going to play. That's right. He, okay. stayed, he stepped back and After said, the no, contract, right. right? Yeah. Yeah, so he didn't go. Uh, day game for the Yankees and Cardinals. You got Garrett Cole on the mound there. The Devils played the Maple Leafs last night. Not a good third period for New Jersey as Toronto scored three times, including this one. Three minutes to go in the third. Nylander down the right wing wall in the Devils' end. In front, Matthew scores. It's a power play goal, and Toronto leads four to three. So, oh yeah! 
<laughs> An unusual night for New Jersey, who uh, blow a lead and they lose to Toronto 4-3. Uh, the Devils' 16th regular uh, regulation loss, 41-16-6, uh, as Toronto with that uh, three goals in the third for the win. The Islanders beat the Sabres 3-2 as they notch their 33, uh, 33rd win on the season. Here was Josh Bailey, who knows, had to have it. Yeah, I mean, obviously we knew what was, you know, going into the game, the situation and the standings and what have you. We use that as motivation. I think it gets you excited. It gets you juiced up for the game. And um, you want to go out there and just uh, have your best performance as a team. And I thought we uh, we obviously did enough to get the win tonight. And he also went on to say, you know, we're just trying to catch the Rangers. Really, is all we're trying to do. <laughs> right now, that's what we're focused on is catching the Rangers in the standings. And if we do that, that's basically like winning the cup. So <laughs> it might be for them. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Uh, college bands, so we're on to these conference tournaments. We know Hofstra was bounced a couple of nights ago. Who won last night? College of Charleston. Check. Charleston beat UNC Wilmington. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the Big East tournament today. Three o'clock start for St. John's and Butler at the Garden. Then you have Seton Hall taking on DePaul later tonight. I think that's 5.30. DePaul. 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 Gasol. And then Rutgers plays at noon tomorrow in Chicago against Michigan as the Big Ten tournament will start. Actually starts tonight with the first two games. And selfishly, congratulations Caleb McConnell of Rutgers, defensive player the your second time. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yep. For nice. Him. That's pretty, not selfish. That's cool. news, man. No, I think it's great, actually. So, yeah. second year in a row for him. So. All right. Very good, Jerry. Thank you. It's Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough <clears throat> Studio. CBS Sports Network, all this Jets news and something went unnoticed yesterday. There was a man who posted a selfie of himself. I guess that's a little redundant. Posted a selfie and he looked great. And that man is Makai Becton. The skinniest I've ever seen Makai Becton in the best shape I have ever seen. The guy almost looks like a different person. Good. I'm glad. And hopefully it wasn't photoshopped or it wasn't. No. Uh, he, uh, he's got a lot of money on the table and he's got a lot of opportunity. Don't waste it. Yeah, he and he's not right now. And obviously he did there for a while. And that was a, a, a huge deal. And we talked about it plenty. But. So he he started a trend yesterday. You know, there was a lot of people who were uh, copying him and sending him stuff like selfies in the in the mirror and and trying to, to show how in shape they were. I was not one of those people that was going to do that, uh, but he is he's showing off, man, and that's great. And he probably I get last year was probably the the moment where he was like I. I can't do this any longer. Like I, I, I've got this opportunity right here, and he thought he could come in and and just be able to play. He obviously didn't get on the field right away. Has another major injury, and that was that. So this wait, was wait, wait till he sees the contracts that Andrew Thomas and Tristan Wirfs are going to get. Here he is. Look at him. It's awesome. He's great. Totally. And if you haven't seen it, he's big ticket seventy three. Uh, on Twitter. I mean, he, he looks, and if you, like, you forgot what he looked like prior to this, go back and look at some of those photos. I mean, he, he is probably, so we were guessing he was around 400 pounds. Well, he was. He was around I, 400 pounds. I told pounds. you that. I yeah, told yeah. you all season that, you know, he was one step from getting cut. I mean, he might yeah. be 335 right now, so, something like that. Whatever, whatever he's figured out, he's gotten that part of it under control, and that's the most important part because you can't play if you're, 
a big fat slob. He just can't. <laughs> He's so not you anymore. Got, you got to come in. You got to be focused and you got to be motivated. And, you know, this is the NFL, man. This is where they're paying a lot of money to a lot of players. Look at this money that's going out. I know. And, it's... and if, you, if you are one of these young players that are one of these draft picks and you got your head completely up, you know, you're, you're, you know what? Uh, you're just blowing an opportunity for life-altering, life-changing money. Yeah, and he's at one of those premium positions. <laughs> well, left tackle, or offensive line, right tackle too, edge rusher, corner, and obviously quarterback. You know, wide receivers turning into one of them too. But with that, that left tackle, if you're a great left tackle, that's a premium position and you get paid a Look ton at Dwayne of money. Brown. Look how long Dwayne Brown has lasted. And he wants to come back again. And he played with a rotator cuff problem last right. year. I mean, that's if that isn't motivation, see, that's the kind of motivation that you're hoping that Aaron Rodgers is going to bring to Zach Wilson. You're yeah. hoping that Dwayne Brown had a positive impact on Makai Becton. And Makai Becton now can learn from, you know, some immature mistakes that he made early on, come back this year and be the force that he's supposed to be. And if he is, man, and I mean, that's... That's a little bit of a bonus that nobody's really even been thinking about Sure, for the New York Jets. And if he comes back and they put him at right tackle, if Dwayne Brown's going to be the left tackle or whatever, they come back healthy and they move him over to left tackle, whatever it is, that is a bonus that you know is unforeseen at this point and very few people are talking about. Yeah, and I forgot about him until yesterday when I saw that selfie. Wasn't even on the radar. And that uh, bonus is right. All right, let's take some calls at 877-337-6666. Brian and Breezy Point. What's going on, Brian? Hey, I akin this to the Lufthansa heist. I'm a longtime giant uh, season ticket holder. Um, Boomer, look at the giant schedule coming up. I see seven wins. If they franchise tag Jones, he has no leverage going into 24 and i don't think he's our quarterback in 25 this was well played by giant uh by jones's camp what do you think i i do think that but i also know that because his salary cap number is going to be around 18 million he cuts that franchise number in half and hopefully like you don't give a guy like any like you don't want to give anybody 40 million dollars a year and then not support him with the right people around him so now it's up to joe shane you know, they got some other maneuvering that they have to do, but they have to go get some top-end wide receivers. They'll probably draft one, I would think. Yeah. And I would think that maybe, and again, I keep saying this, and I know that Duke Tobin, the player personnel guy for the Cincinnati Bengals, said it's it's not going to happen. But a guy like T. Higgins is available. Forget Jacoby Myers. I'm not paying him 16 to 18 million. I'm sorry. You know, he can go play with some other really good quarterback, and maybe he's a difference maker. I don't, I don't see that with Daniel Jones, but I could see T. Higgins being that difference maker. Sure. And, you know, as you said, it doesn't matter what these guys say. Uh, Mike Vrabel said, as long as I'm here, A.J. Brown's going to be here. Two weeks later, he ended up getting traded. Yeah, but just remember, though, what happened in Tennessee. that They fired that, the GM. The GM got fired. Yeah, but after A.J. Brown went off against Tennessee when they played Philadelphia. I understand. But the, the point being that a lot of these guys say a lot of things. Dave Gettleman said, I didn't sign uh, Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. Then he traded him. Uh, so a lot of these guys say stuff and don't follow through with it. All right. So the schedule is not out for the Giants. So I know well, that we know who they're playing. We know who their opponents are. And they play the AFC East this year. So obviously they play the Jets and the Patriots and the Dolphins and the Bills. That's going to be a tough sledding. They also play the NFC West. Mm. Well, you got the Cardinals are going to be terrible. 
You got the Rams. I don't know what the hell they're going to be. They're going to be mediocre at best. And I only give mediocre just simply because it's Sean McVay as a coach. Okay. So we got terrible and mediocre. You got the San Francisco 49ers that, barring their quarterback situation, could be contending for a Super Bowl again. That is a road game. They are at San Francisco. That is a difficult game. Well, he'll find out, you know, just what Eli found out. You want to beat them, you got to stand in there and take a beating. And the Seahawks at home. And now the teams, the other teams that they play that are not, obviously, they're the NFC East opponents. We understand that uh, both home and away. They play the Saints on the road. They play the Raiders on the road. And they play the Green Bay Packers at home. You know, looking at the schedule now, look at the opponents now, it's who the hell knows. I thought that the Seattle Seahawks were going to be a team that had the first overall pick in the draft last year and they ended up going to the playoffs. So you don't know. But I don't think the opponents are that, like their road games are not that crazy. Well, the question that I would have for you right now as we sit here with Daniel Jones getting $40 million a year, are the New York Giants appreciably better than where the Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Cowboys, and Washington Commanders are? Well, they still got a lot of work to do. Not yet. They still got a lot of work to do. They're not going to be better than the Eagles this year. Uh, on paper. Although the Eagles are going to lose a bunch of guys, just so you know that. Yeah, I got, well, I got to see. And they have to pay Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, that number comes out. Sure. Yeah, that's going to be. Uh, <laughs> so, because Jalen Hurts is in the same boat as T. Higgins is. Right. They're going into the fourth year of their four year contract, that they, their rookie contract. Uh, there's no tag, there's no nothing. There's just a number there that they know that the, the teams that. Are they're playing for are not going to pay them that number this coming year. That that is that's the, that's the beauty of being drafted in the second round. You make less money, but once you prove yourself, you get to the second contract faster, and you have a much bigger bump in the first contract. Let's go to Thomas and Smithtown. What's going on, Thomas? Hey, Boomer. Hey, Gio. How you guys doing? Good, Thomas. Good morning, men and Gio. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I just want to talk about Daniel Jones. Okay, do it. All right, so um, how many dimes are we paying this guy this year? What's going on with this? A lot of dimes. <laughs> a lot of dimes. A wheelbarrow full of dimes. <laughs> Damn straight. So, I would say that it's a, uh, it's like a freight train of dimes. Yeah, obviously. And he, listen, he earned it. He might not have earned every penny at $40 million, but he certainly went out there and he earned it. Mark in Virginia Beach, what's going on, Mark? Yes, uh, first-time caller and long-time listener. All right, Mark, what do you got? Yeah, I, I was wondering since they settled the contract with um, Daniel Jones. Do you think the Giants would go go after um, Hopkins from Arizona or if they would get um, T. Higgins from Cincinnati? And do you think that would keep Barkley happy so um, he, um, he wouldn't shop, shop, um, shop around? Oh, he's going to shop around. I can tell you that. Now, whether or not anybody's going to give him an offer is unlikely. As far as DeAndre Hopkins is concerned, you could probably get him for a song right now from the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, but be careful. I, I would not, beware. I would, no, I wouldn't want him here. Yeah. I would not want him here. Uh, I, you know, I, I, what I want is I want guys like T. Higgins here. That would be the guy that I would target if I could get him. If I could get him, I'd try to go get him. He he is, um, and I know he doesn't want to leave Joe Burrow. I, I know he doesn't want to leave, leave Cincinnati. But, you know, he's got to make his own money. And now is the time for T. Higgins to hit, you know, hit the lottery. Is there any chance that he, well, this the, the Bengals shouldn't do this, but is there any chance that he just plays out this last no year? No way. 
because he wants to go win a Super Bowl. No way. No way. Come on, man. Isn't it what it's all about? Yeah, I, I guess what it's all about, but it's also about taking care of your home and I taking know. care of your, your family. Trust me, I'm not arguing care, that. And, and taking care of your, you know, your chickens. Your chickens. You got to take care of your chickens, Al. <laughs> take care of them chickens. Uh, let's go to AJ in Queens. What's going on, AJ? Hey, guys. Boomer. Dio. Uh, first time caller, Boomer. Uh, I don't know if you remember me, AJ Robinson. I uh, just calling to talk about the Giants, seeing where we're going next after uh, Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, do we keep? Do we? Are we going to keep Julian Love, Sterling, mm, Sterling Shepard? You know he's going to come back from an injury. I, I think they have to make a decision about Leonard Williams as yeah. well. Uh, yeah. I mean, they still have some stuff that they have to maneuver within their own roster. And then I, I'm telling you, their number one targets are going to be linebackers. And wide receivers. That's what I would think their number one targets are going to be. They need linebackers desperately. I mean, this has been a problem for a very long time now. I mean, this is throughout all the head coaches, the general managers, I mean, the end of the Jerry Reese era, into Gettleman, now into Joe Shane. The, the history of the, the great linebackers in Giants history, I mean, they just... They're, they're, like, they're like known for great linebackers. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. just they haven't had those guys. and you got to draft them. You have to find a way to get those great lines. And I know the game has changed, and the edge rushers are a big part of it, and the Giants have a, a couple of those guys, and they've got great defensive tackles, and Dexter Lawrence is, is awesome too. But got to get some linebackers. The question is, can they can they pluck one or two of these linebackers you know, out of free agency for a reasonable amount of money and a reasonable amount of term? Yeah, what, Tremaine my, Edmonds is I mean, is there, there, there's going to be a bunch of guys that are going to be available. The question is, you know, how much do they have left in the tank? What do they look in the draft? And can they find somebody that maybe Wink Martindale has an understanding as to, you know, can be the leader on defense? Right. Yeah, which at this point, like who's the leader on that defense right now? Is the, the or last year's leader on that defense? Dexter Lawrence has to be Dexter well, Lawrence. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's not going to say much. He's a defensive tackle. Those guys are, you know, they're grinders, man. Yeah. You, you need a, you need like a, a badass safety. You need somebody like a middle linebacker that's going to be, you know. Like Blake a, Martinez might have been that guy prior, might, you know, to, prior to being cut last year. But he now he's dealing Pokemon cards. Right. <laughs> exactly. Making millions doing that. Geo County alive for the Ford Thomas Studio. Now, if I asked you, yeah, to answer this question, I'm going to ask you to answer this question, all right? Yeah. Who do you think I'd want to be in today's NFL? Like, what player shoes would I want to be in right now if I was in today's NFL? All right, so I'm going to immediately eliminate all positions other than quarterback. Okay, that's pretty smart of you. All right. The player that you would want to be right now. All right. So you played in Cincinnati. We talk about Joe Burrow breaking the bank, maybe getting back and winning a Super Bowl in Cincinnati. I, I For me, trying to figure this out, it's got to be Joe Burrow. Okay. So he's like second on the list. Second? I think he's going to be the highest paid quarterback when it's all over said and done mm-hmm. with when we get through all of this nonsense this year. Mm-hmm. But he's second, and the only reason he's second is because the guy that I want to be is a little bit younger than he is. Huh. So it's and not Patrick Mahomes. also due for a due contract. Uh, I know where you're going. 
Jalen Hurts. Right. Jalen Hurts, who played an amazing Super Bowl. Oh. What is he, 24? Let me ask you a question. If you, if you extrapolate what the Giants just gave D- Daniel Jones, what do the Eagles have to give Jalen Hurts? I mean, it's got to start at 45 and probably get closer to 50, 48, maybe. I, I, and, you know, he's scheduled to make $4 million this year. Now, he's going to make more than that, though. He's 24 years old. He'll make a little bit more money because of the, uh, I guess, the equation that the NFL puts into place for guys that, uh, I guess, are underpaid or whatever. Yeah, overachieve their contracts. Oh, so if you take Jalen Hurts' Super Bowl and you compare that to the game that he played or the, that Daniel Jones played against Minnesota, I mean, you got it. I, Jalen Hurts is going to make a huge amount. Now, I don't think they'll go 10 years with him, but I... I think that they'll probably try to go I, 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 at least five years. See, the thing I can't understand is, so he is under contract for next year. He is going to get a bump. Clearly, he's underpaid. Howie Roseman got that team on the precipice of winning another Super Bowl because, in large part, they weren't paying Jalen Hurts yet. He's going to want to come back and try to do the same damn thing and win a Super Bowl. And he's got his quarterback under contract. You're telling me there's no way? And Jalen Hurts is not Kyler Murray. He's not a guy who's going to post on social media saying how desperate he is he's for a contract. Than Kyler Murray. I know, but I'm I saying. Kyler Murray's contract. No, no, no. What I'm saying is that he's not the type of guy who's going to make a stink about it. He's never been that guy. And he got benched in a national championship game. All he's done has been above the fray. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that I so, want to be Jalen Hurts because I want to get paid. If there's a guy in this NFL that deserves to be paid, it's him. Yeah, no, of course. But what? So Howie Roseman can't possibly nope. not give Jalen Hurts a contract this nope. offseason? Nope. Just like the Bengals are not going to be able to not pay T. Higgins. All you right. have to pay these guys. You know, just like the Jets are going to have to figure out Quinnen Williams. That's right. And he was talking about that openly at the end of the season. Right. So he's going into the last year of his rookie contract, which is his fifth year. And they picked up the option. And it's now time to pay the man. All right, so speaking of the cap space stuff, I'm so desperate for Aaron Rodgers news that every little thing I'm now extrapolating into Aaron Rodgers news. So tell me if I'm off base with this one and thinking that this means Aaron Rodgers is coming here. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, NFL Insider, just tweeted out five minutes ago that the Jets have converted $4.5 million of tight end C.J. Uzama's salary into a bonus, clearing $3.6 million in cap space. Is that just natural clearing business? Is that just natural clerical business? Or does that mean that they're getting their ducks in a row because they've got a quarterback who's going to make $30-plus, $40 million in a row? Well, they're getting their ducks in a row because they have other people, like we just talked about, they have to pay as well. So this is not Aaron Rodgers? I think think it's part of it, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're doing this on the plane right now, isn't what they did they landed and they converted this into uh you know got cap space right i i love that i love the fact that you know if you are the owner and you are willing to spend the money like this meaning write the check right now yeah as the player you're happy to do it really you're gonna give me my four million now right now great that's perfect. i'll take it right that's perfect for them perfect for the jets exactly so and that's how you mo- remove cap space but your owner's got to be all in on it your owner's got to be like hey this is the ma- the amount of money we're gonna have to you know, put on the table right now, and we're going to have to try to lower our salary cap impact so we can absorb some of these new salaries. And I'm sure you got to believe that Joe Douglas and his team of guys around him that help him manage the salary cap and everything else are looking at all these numbers, all the machinations, all the mathematical equations that can get them 
to a situation where they can now absorb Aaron Rodgers at the beginning of the league's new year, which starts next Wednesday. I just like this idea that you know all the brass was on the plane, and then they landed, and now they're working. Because Tom Pelissero gets this information five minutes ago. Yes. They didn't go to sleep. They went to the facility, and they started working out some cap stuff. Remember when I always tell you, like, if you hire a guy, you got to make sure that they're all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your boy Joe Douglas is all in. Oh, but hell that. yeah, we know that. This guy's not getting any sleep. No. He's got stress, you know, left and right. People coming at him. You know, do we go with Derek Carr? Do we go with this one? Do we get with that one? If we can't get him, who do we get? I mean, you could just imagine what those meetings must have been like since the last, you know, game of the season. I mean, I'm just picturing that parade with Aaron Rodgers, with the Lombardi, Canyon of Heroes, and all the Jets fans with T-shirts that have Joe Douglas's face on it. Just the big Joe Douglas head on the T-shirt. And he's going to be the guy that people are going to be bowing to if they end up getting this done. I will take it one step further. Okay? Okay. Let's say that does happen. And let's say your boy Aaron Rodgers decides, I did it. I took the Jets to the Super Bowl, and we won. And he's a Super Bowl MVP. He's a league MVP. If all of that happens. Yeah. And then he wants to ride off in the sunset, and he wants to retire. And then Zach Wilson takes over and does it again the next year. <laughs> That's when they hand out the T-shirts with Joe Douglas. Yeah, that is true. Absolutely. And at that point, honestly, you know, I know the drop-off from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson, if that ends up happening, is going to be tough for the fans. But it's not going to be tough if they win a Super Bowl. No. <laughs> no way. You won't even care at that point. If you if you make it like a championship game, you make it to a Super Bowl and don't win, and then Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, I tried, I got there, but I got to retire now. And then it's Zach Wilson. That's going to be tough for the fan base. But if you win that next year, screw it. Hey, look at the Rams, for crying out loud. And they don't have nearly the fan base that the Jets have. Not even close. Go to Tom, who's down on the Jersey Shore. What's going on, Tom? Hey, good morning, guys. How you doing? Good, Tom. What's up? i got a question. Maybe you can help me with the salary cap. Let's assume that the numbers we heard from Daniel Jones were accurate. Four years, $160 million. Forget the incentives. And uh, 82 guaranteed. How do they determine how much counts against the cap this year? Yeah, this is more of a boomer question than a me question, i got to be honest with you. Uh, a lot of it is converting it into signing bonus, which does not count against the cap, as opposed to base salary. There's Sometimes there's deferments, but that's as far as I yeah, know. There, there are incentives, there are roster bonuses, there are all sorts of uh, mathematical equations in a way that you can reduce the amount that a player counts against your cap but eventually it's going to catch up to you that's that's the problem Mm -hmm. so you get some relief this year next year i'm sure his number will be up around 35 million but then again the salary cap will go up again next year so there'll be a little bit more room on on the back end of the overall amount of money that each team can spend but it really also comes down to you know how many how big of a check does that owner want to write right now in terms of the signing bonus and how much money do they want to put in escrow to cover the guaranteed portion of the contract yeah did craig come up with a chant i didn't get a chance to hear those guys yesterday Did he come up with a rogers chant like he did the we want brett thing does he have one with these not that i heard okay that's a hard one yeah i know that's what aaron, i'm trying to... can you something with aaron does anything rhyme with aaron <laughs> it's different the reason i'm asking is like i want the whole station to get behind it if i know could. rogers i mean this is something craig usually comes up with so i don't you know but this is difficult you know Brett's an easy one, you know. Just yeah, that's easy. Get Brett. Yeah, go get Brett. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I was standing right there when he was doing it, standing next to Chad Pennington and 
Oh, and God, Mike so Tannenbaum and everybody else. I was right in the middle of it. Speaking of awkward, yeah. And when they went uh, and got it, yeah. Yeah, and they went and made it happen. So, right. But what, is there something that rhymes with Rogers? Aaron, oh, hey, Dodgers is the only thing I can come Dodgers, up with. No, That's no, not going to no. work. That's not going to work. Mm. But I'm sure, every, I mean, everybody's going to Don't let be it a, be the Dodgers, go get Rogers. Like, you know how the Dodgers left New York? Yeah, no, yeah, I don't like that, that stretch. A little bit of yeah. a stretch. I have nothing better, so. I'm not very good at these types of The rhymes of things. Of things. Yeah. 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 Coming up with chants and slogans. Uh, it's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, but I, everybody's got to be all in on this now. Even all the Derek Carr truthers that were out there. Derek Carr truthers. The Flegelmans, the Hoffmans, the every bit of that. They got to be in on this. The callers that we had. I don't want Rodgers. He's too much of a head case. I don't want Rodgers. He's not going to be all in. Aaron Rodgers didn't even have that good of a year last year. He's only going to be here for two. Even those people. You know, listen, you know, Aaron Rodgers also needs to be tested, I believe. I believe he's so smart and and so uh, easily bored with things. Yes. That like a nice change of scenery uh, with his buddy Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. All this young, like kind of like energy that's a part of this football team right now I'm, it could really reignite him I mean, he may end up saying hey I want to play three more years here just the energy of New York City the energy of the, the Jet fan could you imagine what training camp is going to look like oh my god Yes, I can, actually. I mean, it's when you have something like that that happens, what it's going to be is like, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers when Tom Brady was there. Exactly. I mean, and it's going to be, in my opinion, even bigger because of the the crazy Northeast fan. And the Jets are in that conversation with these crazy fan bases in a good way, I'm talking about. The ones that are all in, so passionate, have gone through the ups and downs. The the winners brothers of the world, the Sean winners who is going to every game. He doesn't care if they got two wins or they got ten wins. He's like It's just going to be enormous. Absolutely enormous. And, and he's a guy that handles those things. I'm not worried about him at all when it comes to that. And this is the thing we've talked about with these quarterbacks that they paraded through with the Jets that they haven't been ready for this. You know, it's really interesting. I was just thinking about this, that, you know, my son Gunnar is a huge Green Bay Packer fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my daughter, Sydney, is a huge Jets fan. Mm-hmm. It's like a weird dynamic. Have they talked about this? I don't know if they have or not. I'm sure there's been some sort of text messages back it's and forth. Kind it's of kind of a weird thing. I but think... isn't Gunnar kind of done with Aaron Rodgers? Nah, he loves Aaron Rodgers. I thought that he was getting a little sick of the... Back and forth stuff. Uh, he loves them, man. And it's he goes, to- I guess I'm going to have to be a Jordan Love guy. Uh, you have to. got no choice now. I mean, but... Uh, he, uh, he, like, he and Aaron Rodgers are kind of like on the same wavelength. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We're so. not well, very intelligent. Yes. You know, guys who are got some good quirks about him. I don't, I don't think that he has any disdain for Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, the Packer fan had disdain for Brett Favre at the end. There was no doubt about it. If Aaron Rodgers ends up going to the Jets and leaving the Green Bay Packers, do the Packer fan feel the same way about the Rodgers that he did Favre? I think, I think the hardcore core, core Packer fan would would want Aaron to finish his yeah, career there. Sure, just like they probably wanted Brett to finish his career there, but they also understood that they had Aaron Rodgers in the wings. Now the question is: Is Jordan Love going to be the third? No, he can't. I mean, I don't. I don't want to wish ill will against this man and his career. He can't. He can't it just cannot happen. I cannot deal with that again. I mean, it has been, you know, what what was Brett? So you were there for Brett Favre, that crazy game when he came in and he won the game against you guys, right? Yes, 1992. So it was 1992. So 
like the NFC North and the old NFC Central before they went to the North have been dealing with Hall of Fame quarterbacks back to back, back, to back since 1992. It can't happen again. It can't. It's 2023. It can't. We're talking 30 years. And this is why I say this quarterback position is so important in the NFL, especially these days. When we played the Packers back in the day, they played half their schedule in Milwaukee or three games in Milwaukee or whatever it was. I mean, Green Bay and Lambeau weren't what they are today. They have been made into something spectacular because of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Right. And they have basically reconfigured that stadium into one of the most beautiful redos I've ever seen. Plus, it's Titletown now. It's, yep. you know, they're doing all the stuff that Bob Kraft has done up in um, Orchard, uh, not Orchard Park, um, Foxborough. Yeah. It's the same thing. So, I mean, it's because of those quarterbacks and that success. And that's why, for me, Lamar Jackson to Atlanta makes the most sense. Arthur Blank said no. Hey, Arthur, what are you thinking about? I have no idea. Hey, Arthur Smith, what are you thinking? Desmond Ritter, that's what you're selling to your fans? I mean, I think the, the Artie party wants Lamar Jackson. There's no doubt about it. I just don't think that uh, whoever the GM is there now and, and Arthur Blank are in because that just got leaked immediately. Diana Rossini. Network. We've got Adam Sandler tickets coming up in about 20 minutes or less. Both Boomer and I are doing a reset type of five-day program as we speak this week. And I'm doing it for this weight loss competition because I need to win. I have to win this Save the Biggest Loser thing. It'll probably, this trophy will probably get ripped out of my hands like the Turkey Day Golf thing was. It'll be a horrible experience for me again, but I'm going to do whatever I can to win it, and that's why I'm doing this. And Boomer just needed a reset after his uh, Casa de Campo trip down in the Dominican. Uh, but I, I had my first real craving in the last 10 minutes. Do you get these cravings when you're on these things? Uh, yeah, you know, every now and again you miss a few things, yeah. But this is the, the craving, though, of something I have not eaten in probably a year. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Is, is it a breakfast food? It is not. Pizza. No, it's not pizza, which is a great guess, because I always crave pizza. Fried chicken. No. Boom. That's another great guess. Pan-fried dumplings from a Chinese food place. Mm. The, you know what mm. I'm talking about? Yeah, like you can't eat those. And you can't even be talking about those. I'm talking about them, I mean, I'm thinking can't, about You can't do that to yourself. Would you like a bacon, egg, and cheese boom? No. I'll go down to the diner? No, no, I'm locked in. Just Right now, I am totally locked in. You know, dunking it in the soy sauce and letting it soak up and just like the, the crispy bottom, but the chewy this top. This is not helping you. <sighs> just the way that it feels inside of your mouth. You just take a, a little sip of your L drink over yeah, there. That's what I'm going to need to do. Mm. There we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That seems comparable. Mm -hmm. Yes. Perfect. Uh, there you go. All right, I'm back. I'm locked in now. That's all it took. You, you can't talk about food. You can't think about food. You just got to. I know. I, I will say, though, that this Chroma cleanse is a little bit more uh, substantial than the Prolon cleanse. You got some more food in there. You got porridge. I saw this porridge. I, I, yeah, in there. I definitely have porridge, yes. <laughs> when was the last time you heard porridge? I mean, it's, it sounds like something you get at an orphanage, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you get the porridge. Well, I, I remember I guess Spanky and the boys. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, a bowl of porridge. Right. Was it oatmeal? It's porridge. <laughs> For real, it's yeah, it's straight. It says, "What the hell is porridge?" It's, it's like an oatmeal. Yes. Okay. And, and the nice thing about this particular thing that I'm doing, you could add berries to it. Oh, see, so yeah. blueberries. Well, that sounds delicious. Yes. Right. I don't get any 
porridge or berries on mine. I'm going straight severe. And then there's a little surprise in the middle. It's like a cookie butter thing. You get cookie butter? Yeah, that if you need like a little bit of like a boost, take a spoon of that and... Wow. You could eat the whole jar, but uh, you know you got to you got to be you know focused huh. in. Wow, you can have a whole jar of cookie butter one day. No, just one teaspoon. Oh, okay, or a tablespoon. I should oh. say. Well, I thought you said you could eat the whole jar. No, I said you could eat the whole oh, jar. Oh, That's how oh, good it oh, tastes. Oh, delicious. And it is. oatmeal is porridge. Not all porridge is oatmeal, according to Wikipedia. Okay, well, that's a mind effort. <laughs> what do you? <laughs> porridge is. Oatmeal is porridge, but not all porridge is oatmeal. Yes. Correct. Okay. Very good. Who is it? Was it uh, the porridge was in that cartoon with, was it Winnie the Pooh that had porridge? <clears throat> he had honey. He had honey. Who had porridge? Somebody did. Tigger. No, was it the no. Little Miss Muffet? She had porridge. She sat on a curds and whey. Curds, curds, she had and curds and whey. And then a spider sat down beside her. <laughs> what cartoon... Character. Don't do the dice clay version. Ate oh. porridge. Somebody ate porridge. I'm telling you right now. Goldilocks had porridge. There you go. The story with the moral decision that the little girl Goldilocks makes. Whether to or whether to not eat the bear's porridge. And Have, and she decided the question, what would happen if Goldilocks did not eat the porridge? Is this like eating the, uh, the forbidden fruit? Not quite. But... Sort of. It's a moral decision. Teach you about morality. Mm. The porridge. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet sticking A-rods with steroids. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that guy's voice gets me every single time. <laughs> Kevin Wolf. That's legend. Funny. Absolute legend. All right, Jerry, what's going on in sports? We man? are brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're brought to you by Jackpocket. Play official state lottery games on your phone. The waiting game continues. Hopefully something on Aaron Rodgers soon. We shall see. Basketball last night at the Garden. The Knicks in control with the Hornets, and then they weren't as Charlotte came back to win. Chance of defense for the Garden crowd. Rozier. The Hornets have tied the game at 100. Kenny Albert on MSG. They tied at 100. They ran right past the Knicks at that point when 112-105. Uh, some good contributions. Terry Rozier finished with 25. Gordon Hayward at 23, 9, and 8. And Kelly Oubre Jr., 27 points. Here was Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, we we struggled at times. Some nights the ball doesn't go in. When it doesn't go in, we got to be able to win it with our defense and our rebounding. And I thought those two things weren't there. The low turnovers were there. We always talk about defend, rebound, low turnover. That'll put you in position to win, to win regardless of how you shoot the ball. Yeah, but this is what happens. Here's Julius Randle. We didn't have it for a full 48. You know, I know guys were trying out there, giving their best, but can't just turn it on and off, and we gave them confidence to start that third quarter. Uh, it was just trading baskets, and then we ran out of gas, and they kind of picked it up on our so Ran out of gas, which Josh Hart didn't want to hear about, by the way. Here was Hart. He knows we've got to be better. we got to make sure we're full of energy and lively every time we step on the court. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. I don't think we can, you know, blame this on fatigue. Mm, good for him. So gone is the nine-game winning streak. They will open up a, a road trip in Sacramento tomorrow night. Knicks now 39-28. and 28. The Nets are 37-28 and 28 as they beat the Rockets 118-96. This was a close game through a couple of quarters. Seven seconds to go. Cam Johnson being hounded by Jalen Green. Trying to spin out from him. Nowhere to go. Finds Bridges. Pump fake. Step slap. Shoots a three. It's good at the horn. 
to end the first half. Beats the buzzer, part of his 30-point effort as the Nets beat the Rockets 118-96. Bridges with the 30, Spencer Dinwiddie had 23. And how about Nick Claxton, 18 points, 13 boards, four block shots for Jacques Vaughn. Unique, uh, we love him, what he brings to the table. Uh, continue to push him to grow and continue to push him to get better. Nets have won three in a row. They will visit uh, the red-hot Milwaukee Bucks coming up tomorrow night. A couple of other notes from the NBA. Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16, 33 for Kyrie Irving. Sixers over the T-Wolves, 117-94, 39 for Joel Embiid. The Lakers beat the Grizzlies without John Morant, as we know, 112-103 along the way. A bloodied Anthony Davis. He was on TNT. How's the nose? You see, it's still bleeding, but we got we to win basketball games. Um, do whatever I can to come out and, and compete every night and help this team get victories. The nose will be all right. Get two days to kind of recuperate and make sure it's, it's still in place. Yeah, he got yeah. punched in the face, basically. And they retired his number right after the game because of it. They, <laughs> they were so impressed that. with his toughness. That was Pau Gasol that had his, uh, his jersey retired. Um, I want to play this. So this is something that's been going on uh, with Kendrick Perkins and Nikola Jokic in the MVP race. So here he is. This is, I think, three or four days ago on ESPN's first take. He's essentially, he doesn't say it exactly, but he is certainly suggesting that Jokic has won the MVP and now in the MVP race again um, because he's white, essentially. Here is Perkins from last week. When it comes down to guys winning MVP since 1990, it's only three guys that won the MVP that wasn't top 10 in scoring. Do you know who those three guys were? Who were they? Steve Nash, Jokic, and uh, Dirk Nowinski. No. <laughs> what, do the, what do those guys have in common? I'll let, you sit, I'll let it sit there and marinate. You think about it. So he never actually says it, but that's how he portrays it. So then a couple of reactions yesterday uh, from this, including himself. First things first, uh, I'll get to Charles Barkley, who was on Altitude Sports, and he always has a funny take to start it. Uh, he was asked his thoughts on what Perkins said. <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to work on my golf game. Are y'all bringing me on, on radio to talk about stupid stuff? Uh, come on, man. I'm working on my face. I'm trying to learn how to hit a cut and a hook today. I'm working out today on fade to the hooks. Okay. Uh, you know what? That's uh, asinine and silly. Uh, asinine, silly, and stupid. Pick one of the words, yeah, whatever one you want. So that, <laughs> so that was Barkley. I mean, could you have handled that any better than Charles Barkley? I don't think so. He starts That's why he gets paid the big bucks. And then I'll just give you J.J. Reddick, who he knows had his battles with uh, with Chris Russo over the, yes. uh, the past year or so. Here he was with Perkins, I guess on set. I don't know if, if Perkins was on camera or if he was actually on set. Uh, here was Reddick calling out Perkins for it. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I, you I, ju- I, yes, you did. I yes, did, you did. did. Yes, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, not, Kendrick Perkins. That is exactly not, what you implied. I, I Secondly, not, hold on, did, hold on. I did not call. I stated the facts. I stated the facts. And you're not about to sit up. We all and know like what you implied the other day. We all know what you implied just now. Hold on. I stated, on. I stated it time. The time. So they just yell at each other, wow. as you can imagine. I mean, it got pretty heated. I mean, good for JJ Reddick. Exactly. Though, that, yes. was, that was, no, that was perfect. I mean, 
And how could you, if you're Kendrick Perkins, when you absolutely did imply that, try to run away from it? You he, said it on that show. The thing got blasted everywhere. Yeah. It, I saw it on Twitter. Got millions and millions. You, you said it. You can't hide from that. You said that. So now you're going to say, I didn't imply that? Give me a break. Let that marinate. Okay, it marinated. We all marinated with you. Yeah, and now and you're getting pushback. Now you're yes. getting pushback. Yes. From everybody, too. I mean, not just J.J. Reddick because he's white, from Charles Barkley, from everybody. Yeah. Because that was so ridiculous. Uh, spring baseball, Mets play the Astros uh, to a 5-5 tie yesterday. Carlos Carrasco, three innings, one run ball. Uh, this was from the... Shea Stadium pod. I'm sorry, the Shea Station podcast. Shea Station, not Shea Stadium. Shea Station. Not the Rico Bronya. Not the Rico Bronya. Okay. Who hosts too. Shea Station? I don't know who hosts it, but Jerry Blevins was. Maybe he's the host, but he's, he was on it. Okay. He's either the guest or the host. I don't know. Uh, but this was him. We're talking about the pitch clock. It's been a huge theme this entire spring, and rightly so, and we understand it. Uh, here he is basically mocking the nonsense yeah. that he's had from hitters in the past and kind of gets why we need the pitch clock. I used to stand up there and wait for so long that I'd have to step off because the hitters get in there digging, calling time. No bias sure, here, by the way. No sure bias my, whatsoever. My, making sure my, my bracelets are on real what? tight and my <laughs> necklace is good so I can hit. Jerry, they have 95 mile per hour fastballs oh coming my, out. I got to dirt out my queen make sure oh it's okay. <laughs> so you can see he's mocking the batters and their routine. Yeah, with that voice. Yeah. Uh, Shea Station is a John Boy Media podcast, okay. by the way, so give them a little there bit of go. credit for that. Sure, the State uh, the Shea Station podcast with Jerry Blevins yesterday. Uh, Max Scherzer pitches tonight as the Mets uh, take on Nicaragua. Day game for the Yankees and Cardinals. Garrett Cole on the mound. Funny, but the Mets I know, take but on it's, Nicaragua. Well, but that's, that's Team Nicaragua. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I saw the um, starting lineup is out, and you will see Judge and Left standing and right today. Ooh. I'm just saying it's different. No, so no, you're going to see what did last time. I know. I, he liked it. It. I know. <laughs> he didn't seem to care yesterday when I referenced no, it. But I know. You see, the starting lineups are out. Yeah. And you are going to have that today. I don't, listen, I, I don't hate it, but obviously there's nothing going on with the Yankees right now, so it's become the huge story. No, for um, sure. But I don't I don't hate them trying that out. No, it makes sense, actually. Um, Devils Maple Leafs last night. Devils seemed to be in control, and then all of a sudden, they were not. 4.57 to go in the third. Now it's David Kump coming down the center of the ice. Back hits, cross ice, they score! And it's Michael Bunting tying this up at three. And then it would be Austin Matthews that would score later in the period under three minutes to go in regulation. And the Maple Leafs beat the Devils 4-3. The Devils could have had five goals in the first period if it weren't for Samsonoff. And the goalie for the uh, the Leafs. I mean, I'll tell you what, he had some first... First period because the Devils were all over them. Four three. The final score is Toronto wins with a three goal third, and the Islanders beat the Sabers three two. Jabbed out toward Fashing, who emerges for the Islanders. Fashing springs forward. Fashing Well, they looked at it on replay, and the goal, I believe, stood. That was a Sportsnet fashing with the go-ahead goal. They win 3-2 uh, last night to get their 33rd win of the season. First round play, Big East tournament today, St. John's and Butler and Seton Hall and DePaul. Rick on the fan in CBS Sports Network. 
Pete Hoffman is out there, producer of Tiki and Tierney. He's all over Boomer, asking him questions about quarterbacks. All I hear is Pete Hoffman going, I rush. Derek Carr and Rodgers. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson and Rodgers. Derek Carr. Derek Carr and Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Derek Carr. He's just screaming quarterback names at Boomer. Boomer's like, shut up. Oh, let me tell you something, Hoffman. Back up for a second. I rush Derek Carr. I rush Derek Carr and Jack. Derek Carr and Jackson. But everybody's fired up. Everybody needs to know what the hell is going on. So earlier... They will find out shortly. 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 Shortly is what? Is it two end of the hours week? or is it the end of the week? It's got to be the end of the week. It's going to, well, it will definitely, it will happen before next Wednesday. It will either happen or not happen. Something will happen before next Wednesday, hopefully before the end of the week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Lamar Jackson, their call. Oh, Jesus. It's, it's mind-numbing, actually. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's gotten to that point. Um, so uh, earlier... I brought up how I had not heard if Craig had come up with a slogan or a chant for Aaron Rodgers. That's obviously his thing with you guys back in the day. Let's get Brett. They did get Brett. So I was like, did he come up with a chant? Because if he did, like, I want all of us to be a part of it. Like, let's go. Let's get this guy here. We need him. You're not only the Jet fan, but just New York sports in general need Aaron Rodgers. So apparently he has not come up with one. So we tried to think of one. We failed. So these are the calls that actually got by Al, that made Al chuckle. He hates topics like this, hates it to death. But these guys got through. So this is where we're ending it. We have one, two, three, four. Four of them. And that's where it ends. Well, we have one that's not a chant. Just oh, one that three. Is a, we got three chants. I'm sorry. A Packers fan may want to start with her, either her or him. Who is it a her or him? Uh, that friend is a him. Oh, okay. what about Kelly? That's a her. Okay, so we'll you know we'll save Kelly for the last. Let's get the chance out of the way, and then we'll save Kelly for the end to talk about the Packers. So we got three chants actually got by Al, the Aaron Rodgers chant. All right, Fran in Island Heights, New Jersey. Hello, Fran. Hi, how are you guys doing? And thank you for being so polite. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, what do you have? Uh, Aaron's no Karen. Aaron's no Karen. Aaron's, I, I, I thought something about a Karen, but Aaron's I mean, no Karen. That's not going to happen. Aaron's no Karen. That was the worst of the three. All right. So I'm glad you started with that one. <laughs> Got that one out of the way. The bronze medalist. Yeah, we're not going to go with Aaron's no Karen. Uh, let's go to Chris in Colts Neck. Chris, you go. We've been Baron. Go get Aaron. Ooh, Ooh, I like that one. I kind of like that one. Yes. Yeah. We've been Baron. Go get Karen. Go I mean, get Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go get Aaron. Cupboard's been Baron. Go or we've, we've been, been Baron. Baron. Go get Aaron. Go get Aaron. All right, that's going to be tough to beat that one. I kind of get. I kind of like that one. I don't know if we can chant it or we'll just pass it along to Craig because that is his thing. All right, Rob and Whitestone, can you do better than that, Rob? Let's hear it. What's going on, guys? I can just picture Craig saying this with his big microphone. Ready? Discount double check. Come to the New York Jets. Ooh, ooh, it's not terrible. It's not terrible, but it's not It's not the other one. We've been Baron. Go get Aaron. Yeah. And but we, like, do we have the megaphone? Is it around anywhere? I believe Craig got that back when he returned. That was part of his new deal. Oh, that was part of his new deal. <laughs> it was in the contract. <laughs> the he gets contract. the megaphone. Yeah, okay. I did save it for him. <laughs> Uh, All right. Yeah, that doesn't quite rhyme either is the other thing, right? Check and jet don't quite rhyme. You know, Baron and Aaron do. I mean, that's the winner. Double check. You know, that kind of. 
I, I did go to the rhyming dictionary online and put in Aaron and legitimately Baron and Karen were like the only two things that came up. There was there is no other thing for him. What about Rogers? It was similar. It was not a lot there. Yeah, it's tough. So that the the Baron, we've been Baron. Go get Aaron. So the bag, when they do finally sign Aaron Rodgers, oh. uh, is like, welcome, Mr. Rodgers. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you <laughs> think the, the back pages are? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the neighborhood. Mr. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood is what it's going to be. Something, it's going to have right? a picture of, you know, Florham Park or MetLife Stadium or whatever. It's going to be all those things that are going to get out. You I know. mean, you got to be, I mean, if I'm him and I'm thinking about this and if for any chance any of his friends or anybody are listening to what we are saying about all of this, I mean, you got to believe he's excited about it. I, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, I know that there's a few people and a few Jet fans out there that, that are worried about him at this point in his career because they can't grasp everything that he does in the offseason. But, uh, man, like he had a bad year last year because of that thumb injury. But I have watched this guy more than I've liked to. <laughs> Twice a year against my football team since 2008. I was there in the building with Boomer for his first start on Monday Night Football. He threw a touchdown pass, and I said, oh, crap. Here we go again. And ever since that moment, I've watched him win two MVPs. I was in Pittsburgh when he beat the Steelers in that Super Bowl in 2010. So I saw that Down first Dallas, end. Yeah. So I have been, I, I've seen him be magnificent. And the Jets and their fan base, even at this point in his career, are getting one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game. And it would be absolutely tremendous. You know, it was uh, interesting. He lasted 18 years in Green Bay and all the everything that went on there, all the injuries, sitting behind Brett Favre and wondering if he was ever going to play and contract you know, disputes and sure. coaching situations and everything else. You know, I just had like, I want to say, I think I had like eight years of that in Cincinnati, and I was exhausted. Yeah. And I was like, get me out of here, because they were going with a new coach, and they drafted a young quarterback, and I was like, get me out of here, get me out of here. And I was excited to come to New York. Oh, of course. Now, now for me, it was coming home, too, but it was um, it was just like a breath of fresh air. There's like new life that gets pushed into you, and you're like, man, this is unbelievable. And at that time, I was 32. And, you know, that was considered old back yeah. then. Like, oh, my God, he's at the back end of his career. Uh, the, the game has changed so much, and these players stay in shape year-round uh, that, you know, he may still have two or three really good years left. In well, him. you need two. If he's coming here, you need at least two. I feel him. like you need that at least, and, and that will give, hopefully, Zach Wilson a chance to catch his breath. And, you know, maybe if Aaron does miss a game or two and, Aaron ha and uh, Zach Wilson has to go in and play, you know, maybe we'll see the growth. Yeah. Let's go to Kelly in Wading River. What's up, Kelly? Good morning, guys. First, I just want to start out and say that you are by far the most favorite part of my day. And oh. thank you so much. Well, thanks, Kelly. It means a lot. What do you got for us on your Packers fan, huh? Uh, yeah, born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin my entire life. Uh, my entire family are owners. <laughs> um, and we're done. Like, bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> drama and... We can't take the drama anymore. And Gio, you as a Viking fan, like the Midwesterners don't deal with this drama. Like, go to your retreats, go do your thing, that's fine. Can we just get like a real quarterback that wants to play like a real football? <laughs> like, go. Go take your drama somewhere else. And I don't wish this on the Jets, by the way. I mean, I know the Jets want him because he's a great player. Yeah. And that's great. 
But like we're done with him. Like it, it's the it's too much. It's let love have some time. And I don't think we don't think that love has gotten enough playing time to see what he's all about. Well, he's going to get it now. I mean, because I don't think he's going back to the Packers. And thanks, Kelly, for the call. I mean, I, but I know you guys are done with him. But as I said before, it's been since 1992 that you've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. And the winning. So, like, when you're like, oh, I wouldn't wish that upon the Jets, you don't understand. Like, what the Jets have gone through with that position and to get someone like that, yes, you're done with them, but you have, you've had success. You've seen Super Bowl championships. You win divisions every single year. You're one of the, the landmark franchises in the National Football League. You know, for the Jets to get Aaron Rodgers at this point, even with all the offseason craziness, is just such a huge deal for this organization. I just, I, I just hope. I now we've gotten right to that precipice of it yes. that if it doesn't happen, it's going to be devastating. We've been barren. Go get Aaron. Yes, there you go. We have been. Damn right. <clears throat> Damn right. I've been part of that barrenness. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But I will say, for what we do, I'm hoping for it. Oh my God! From for multiple reasons. Like yes. One, I mean, the team is is one of the most relevant teams in the NFL if they have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they shoot up right to the top of the list. I'm talking top three, top five, most probably top three most interesting teams in the NFL automatically. And then you think they're going to be good, so this is a team that's going to go to the playoffs. You would hope compete for a championship right away. So on the field is going to be great, and then all the stuff that Aaron Rodgers brings to the media and all the things that he's talking about and and how people gravitate towards him it, it would it would just be it's gonna mess. be like when the nets got katie and Kyrie. <laughs> sure just gonna like be that. awesome just like that yeah and you know what we kind of like drama around here yeah i mean what when it's not our teams like it was nice to have it was nice to have katie and Kyrie have that happen to him with the nets but yeah, I mean, with Aaron Rodgers, man, with the Jets. Remember, I like this when we first started the offseason. We're like, people are going to want Aaron Rodgers to go to the Jets. I know that's going to be a conversation that we have. I don't think it's going to happen. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing to the point that these guys were on a private jet. The Jets were on private jets flying to Malibu to talk to the guy. We're right there. But you know that I mean that just means Gutenkust and Joe Douglas have been talking. And have been talking and talking offline, you know, just con- conversations about what's going on, what what's it going to take. I think because you want to, if you're Brian Gutenkust, you want to make sure that you're telling Joe Douglas, look, if, if Aaron Rodgers is driving this bus, you know, I'm telling you that it's up to him as to whether or not he's going to come back and play. I don't, I, you know, we don't know yet. But we also know that, you know, we have to do something with this contract, just like Aaron Rodgers did say last year. Yeah. That the contract was written in a way that a decision was going to have to be made one way or the other uh, to redo the contract up in Green Bay, to retire, or to move on from Green Bay and play somewhere else and redo the contract there. And I think that's where we are right now with the Jets. I think the Jets, if Aaron wants to play, are trying to figure out what the number is that they can keep him happy with, but also be able to spend money on free agents to be able to support Aaron Rodgers and make him happy with the players that he's playing with, kind of like what the Buccaneers did with Tom Brady the first year he got down there. All right, I'm going to tell you what now I've been saying. Oh, the Bucs brought in uh, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. Hell yeah. All right, the guys <clears throat> came. They sure they gravitated towards him. Yes. So there's there's two things that I think that have happened to Aaron Rodgers 
in recent memory or happened in the NFL, one in the NFL, one Aaron Rodgers, that makes me believe that this could happen for the first time ever. Because I have not believed it is it could happen. But there's two things I'm thinking about. Is he's thinking right now that there's no way he can walk away. No way he can walk away from the game right now. Boomer Geo coming to you live. The Bill Ford Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. The Jets are back from California on their private jet. They are clearing cap space. They're converting C.J. Uzama's contract into a signing bonus and making more cap space, hopefully, for Aaron Rodgers. So the more I think about this and trying to think about what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about, because he's talked about legacy, and I know this is very difficult, and he probably hates conversations. Actually, I know he hates conversations like this. But there's a couple of things that that hit me if he's if he's going to either retire or play for the Jets. And right now, the way this thing is unfolding, there is not a single team out there that is pursuing Aaron Rodgers that we know of. Now, I know we've talked about the Tennessee Titans. That team is rebuilding, man. They're cutting everybody. You know, they, they, I don't think they're in a position. The, the Jets are on the way up. The Titans are on the way down. I just don't see that. And you look at the other AFC teams, and nobody is throwing their hat in the ring. So if somebody else does, then we can have the conversation. But right now, if the Packers don't want him, if no other team in the AFC wants him, and the Jets are the only team, then there's two options. It's retirement or the Jets. So these things, to me, I think are going to influence him because he thinks about legacy. One, this way this season ended for him. Are you telling me the last football game that Aaron Rodgers is going to play is a Sunday night football game against the Detroit Lions, which was a win and in, and he'd have lost. He's going to go into his end of his career when he's got stuff left where he just won two MVPs prior to last season, and that's going to be the taste of his mouth that he leaves football with? No. The other, Tom Brady, who confirmed again he's not coming out of retirement. Guess what happens when a player retires of that magnitude? The clock starts ticking on the Hall of Fame. Do you think these first ballot Hall of Famers are going to want to go in the same year? They're each going to want their day. Yeah, that would have been an awesome class, though. They're not going to want to share it. Right, well. He's not going to want to share it. Aaron Rodgers will play one year out of spite just to not share the stage with Tom Brady. Well, you know, the Jets basically afford uh, a couple answers to a few questions. One, where would Green Bay like to send Aaron Rodgers to the AFC? So that question is answered. Yep. Two, if Aaron Rodgers is going to go to a team in the AFC, is that team ready to win right now? And are they building a winner in front of him? I would say yes. I would say that is an answer that uh, a question that is answered and number, you know, and really, I think that the final question would be, do you want your legacy to end like you just pointed out? And I don't think he would want that. I didn't even think about the Hall of Fame thing, but the other the other stuff that you talked about does make sense. So to me, it's all lined up for it to happen. And with the Jets maneuvering and Jets flying out there and everything else, uh, I got to believe that Nathaniel Hackett has been. Understands him better than anybody, and and if he's on that plane and he's going out there and they're sitting down and they're talking, then it's happening. Sure, and you know there were guys, legendary quarterbacks that are going to be Hall of Famers that we've seen retire in the last couple of years, where you knew that they were done. Ben Roethlisberger, great example. You knew he was done at that point. It was over. He might have thought he could play maybe one more year, but it it was done. It was it was it was over. Aaron Rodgers, it's not. It's Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers, even though he's trying to get back in, but you knew it was done with him. 
So, like, there, sometimes you can't control what that last game is and how it ends because you're done. You're cooked. There's no one else is going to pay you. You can't play anymore. You gave it all you got, but you got to the end of the road. Eli Manning. Sure, another one. But with Aaron Rodgers, there's something in the tank. And there's there's a ton in the tank still, I believe. It feels that way, yes. And last year, people want to talk about last year. Aaron Rodgers does not play well. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr. Aaron Rodgers does not play well when he's got any sort of injury. Not Patrick Mahomes might be the only one who does. But he, when he has some sort of thing, he just his game is just off. He's not the same player. So last year with that thumb, that's what happened. And when the thumb got healthy, they went on this run. Now, they got beat by the Lions in that last game, but they were everybody, let's not forget, everybody was talking about how Aaron Rodgers getting into the NFC postseason picture was going to be a bad thing for the NFC, and they got beat. Uh, we're all assuming that he's going to end up playing 17 games as well. Yeah. It's a pretty big assumption these days in the NFL. Well, he's got it. yeah, it, true. I mean, he also, I mean... That's why this offensive line's got to be one of the best in football. That's that that has to be the biggest thing. Although you know, when the weapons are there for the Jets, and maybe it could be better, but the offensive line—if if you want Aaron Rodgers to bring you to the promised land, the offensive line's got to be a top five offensive line in the game. And the nice thing for Nathaniel Hackett, if they do get Aaron Rodgers in here, is that he can act as a as a coach on the field, and he'll be able to tell Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and and, and the fellas, "Hey, listen, guys, this is what I need you to do." These are the these. This is what I'm expecting you to do. It'd be interesting to see if the Jets hold on to Corey Davis here. Yeah, probably not. I'd be surprised. Well, if that if that happens, and that's more cap room. Exactly. Open. Yeah, you replaced uh, Corey Davis with Alan Lazard or Randall Cobb or Valdez Scantling or Marquez Valdez Scantling, who used to be with Aaron Rodgers and now is out in uh, Kansas City Super this past Bowl year. Winner. Super Bowl winner and had a huge. What was it? The AFC title game. He had a huge game. Had a huge game in one of those games. Yeah, so I mean, there there are things out there that the Jets can do to make Aaron as comfortable as possible. The first, the first being the offense is like he doesn't have to learn another offense, right? Which is great for him. And believe you me, there's nothing more than a pain in the ass learning a new offense when you go to a new team. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I mean, especially when your guy, you know, you're Aaron Rodgers and. You've been through everything, and at this point in his career, at 39 years old, 38, 39, was he 39 right now? Yeah, so it was easy for me. When I got to the Jets, Bruce Coslett was the coach, and the offense was the same that we were running in Cincinnati. Right. So put me right in, coach. I, I know the offense. I can coach it on the field. I can talk to the players on the field. I can make everybody understand what's going on. You know, my third year here, well, actually my second and third year here, we had to learn new offenses with new offensive coordinators. That's a yeah. pain in the ass. Right, with everything being backwards. And you're learning, well, yeah, right, you're learning right along with everyone else, and it's very hard to impart any sort of wisdom in something that you have no uh, experience with. Yeah. So this, this, a lot of things match up here. Yeah, he, Aaron Rodgers, turned 39 December 2nd. So he'll be 39 for a majority of this season, his 40th birthday. Might be in a Jets uniform. <laughs> Wearing number 12. <laughs> or not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows is right. Maybe it'll be number... Nah, it won't be number two because that's Zach Wilson's number. <laughs> 10. Could be 10, yeah. 10, 12. Maybe he'll do something really bizarre. Would you let him have seven? <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll do something really bizarre. You know, maybe he'll do like a... He's allowed to wear whatever he wants now, right? I With the new so. numbers? Yeah, so maybe he'll do like twenty four, or, or double zero. That'd be something. <laughs> or zero. Yeah, that'd be that'd be right up his alley. Yeah, just zero. Aaron Rodgers, 
number zero. Uh, Willis in Holtzville. What's going on, Willis? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, That's man. That's good, Willis. Hey, hi. hi. I just want to say I'm not a youngster. I'm 73. I've been watching the Jets for a long time. I think this guy, maybe he was great 10 years ago, but he's a narcissistic psychosocio profile that's off the charts. He's going to bankrupt the Jets financially, psychologically, and physically. And it's a big, big disaster, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. All right. Who would you who would you like to have as your quarterback then there, Willis? Well, I I take the devil before I would take uh, Aaron Rodgers. Wow. He's not going to show up no matter what he promises. They should have signed Derek Carr. They didn't. I'd even prefer to go with Mike White, even though my stable uh, next-door neighbor disagrees. But, yeah. uh, you know. I love Mike White. Team. Trust me. I loved what Mike White brought to the Jets at that time. But you, we, we can't pick Mike White, Willis, and thanks for the call. We can't pick Mike White over Aaron Rodgers. You just can't. I mean, you really can't. And I think you're taking it a, a totally next step. First of all, you said he was great 10 years ago. Prior to last year, he won back-to-back -back MVPs. You don't have to go back a decade to find out with Aaron Rodgers being good. Two MVPs in the last three seasons. And as far as the, you know, the narcissism stuff, and I don't, he's, we can't handle sometimes what someone like that is going through because we can't, like, think about, he's, he's bored. You said it before, he's bored. He's a billionaire, well, not a billionaire, he's a multimillionaire who's bored. And he's doing all these things to try to find out stuff in life that answers that might not exist. And by the way, you know what he does go on the McAfee show. Everybody tunes in because they want to hear what he has to say because he says something. Exactly. So, I mean, does that mean that he's narcissistic or is he just he's, he's being himself? And I, and I also have I've never met him. You've met him in, in short bursts. He's, never, a, he's, a, he's a very quirky dude. Yeah, but I think that, he's a hard guy to get the really get relaxed around. That's probably why he likes McAfee. Sure. And, and uh uh, AJ Hawk. AJ Hawk, excuse me. You know, those guys are good guys, and they probably likes going on with them and bantering back and forth with them as a couple old teammates, and, and he hangs out with them. You know, he's, he's, look, he's uh, just a hard guy sometimes to, to pierce. Let's put it that way. Sure. And, and to say that, first of all, he's not going to financially bankrupt the Jets. He's not. They will find a way to pay him and be able to add. And if you've been listening to the show, Boomer's been saying it over and over again, that Aaron Rodgers is not going to come here if he's going to bankrupt the team because he needs to know that they're going to put other pieces around him, which is his major complaint, oh, by the way, with the Green Bay Packers yeah, over the last you, five you years. You can't take $60 million I don't last year and expect them to go out and spend money to put people around you if you want all the money. Well, he was talking about the draft, too. You know, that's what that's what he want really wanted. But... Yeah, but he, he said it himself that he knows that the contract is going to have to be adjusted. So I don't think he'll do that. And then as far as morally bankrupting the locker room, please. I mean, you, you can say what you want about Aaron Rodgers being quirky. We can laugh at his stuff that he does in the offseason. This man does not have poor morals, and he's not going to be a bad influence on the team. That, to me... Is, I, I mean, this is why Aaron Rodgers hates when people talk about him. Yeah, but I know, you know this would be the perfect guy for this team, though, because this team hasn't had this much young energy around the team since Rex Ryan yeah. was here. Yeah. And they brought in Bart Scott, and Bart Scott was the leader of the defense, and, you know, and, that, and that's kind of like how I feel where this team is right now.
I feel like the team is young. It's aggressive. They got aggressive players like Carroll Wilson and Sauce Gardner. Uh, I, I think that they're going to have a healthy offensive line, especially looking at Makai Becton. Oh, yeah. I mean, think about if that kid comes back and he's everything that they thought he was his, after his rookie season. Now, all of a sudden, you got a bonus guy coming back, and it is going to be, it, it should be a wild ride, to say the least, if Aaron Rodgers comes here, and he will be jacked for it. You know, I... Uh, There's no way you can't be jacked for it with these, with these kids on this team. I'm curious to see with this flight out to California and this thing heating up, if the Jets' odds to win the Super Bowl have gotten better, if they've changed. That's what... Because... <laughs> I should have jumped on it was plus 2,000. It was probably more than that, even prior to all this. All right, NFL futures. The Jets, have they improved from plus 2,000? Vandal, what is this? They have. Yeah, Vandal Sportsbook. Yeah, so they have. So now they were tied with the Chargers at plus 2,000. The Jets are now plus 1,600. They've moved up. So the Jets are now the one, two, three, do it four, now. five, six, seventh. Seventh. <clears throat> Best odds to win the Super Bowl next year. Behind five other AFC teams or four other? Chiefs, Bills, Bengals. Three others. Three others. Okay, so they're like they're, they're people are thinking that Aaron Rodgers is coming here. Yep, they are. And if you do so you have the Eagles on the other side and the 49ers? Eagles, 49ers, cow, Cowboys. Jesus, the Cowboys. They just keep jamming the Cowboys down. Well, yeah, because they always, because there's so many Cowboy fans, they always bet on to win the Super Bowl. So the books have to cover themselves for that, even if they don't believe that they're going to be any good. Yeah, so the, yeah, I mean, to to win the AFC, Chiefs plus 350, Bills plus 450, Bengals plus 500, and the New York Jets plus 750. The New York Jets, number four on that list in this loaded conference. It's crazy. I mean, that right there. You want your conspiracy theories out there? Just take a look at the books. Where is Jacksonville on that list? Where is Jacksonville? To win the AFC, Jacksonville, you have to go. You got After the Jets, it's the Chargers, the Ravens, then the Jaguars. Well, the Jaguars took the Kansas City Chiefs, man, to the, to the edge. They did. And that's where uh, Patrick Mahomes got hurt, by the way. He did. But, I mean, they came back and they beat the Chargers last year. And they had Chad Henney lead the the Chiefs to a touchdown. I know. Well, their defense has to get better for sure as well. But the Jaguars are in that conversation as well. But, you know, think about how much money the Jaguars spent on free agency last year, like $160 million. Yeah. Nobody had ever spent that much money on fixing the problems. Uh you know, that's what Joe Douglas has got to be able to do here. Not maybe to that degree, of course, but to some realistic number that Woody Johnson's got to say, okay, if we're getting Aaron Rodgers, we're, we're all in. They have to be. Here's the blank checkbook. Yeah, there, there's no choice. Ferris in Clifton, New Jersey. What's up, Ferris? Hey, how you doing, gentlemen? How you guys doing? Today? Good today. What, what's up? First time caller switched over from ESPN. Greatest decision of my life. You guys. All right, there you go, Ferris. What do you got for us? Um, I just want to take this second. I wanted to pick you guys' brain on this. So, small question. As they were boarding the flight yesterday, Woody Johnson and the crew to go see Aaron Rodgers, how come the Jets haven't pivoted and thought about Lamar Jackson? If you're trading and you're going to give up assets and picks and you eventually have to pay a guy like Rodgers what his contract is, even if the Packers eat up a certain amount of money, you still have to pay a hefty price for him. Why won't you sign someone as young as Lamar? to a couple-year deal, because in a couple of years, you're going to end up having to pay Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, all these other guys on the team that are young, that are going to need a big contract. 
Why won't you lock in Lamar now? Hopefully restructure the contract in the future and have someone that could probably be a franchise quarterback for at least a minimum of five years. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, uh, Ferris, it's pretty easy as to why, because, and you may not agree with this, I'm just giving you the why as to why that doesn't work. It doesn't work because the Jets want to keep Zach Wilson. They want to keep him around. They believe that eventually he's going to become the starting quarterback. This is why Derek Carr doesn't want to come here. This is why, and you know, and it really doesn't matter how you feel about uh, Zach Wilson. I'm just telling you the reality sure. of what they're of what they're thinking. Uh, and bringing Aaron Rodgers in here for Zach Wilson as much as for the team itself is a big part of all this. And there's no pressure there. You know, Aaron Rodgers isn't feeling pressures by Zach Wilson. No. I mean, Derek Carr didn't want him here because, you know, look, I want a commitment that I'm going to be your starter for the next four or five years. And they could have said, look, if you lead us to the AFC championship game next year, we'll trade Zach Wilson. You know, and then all of a sudden Derek Carr gets hurt. Zach Wilson goes in there. Maybe he plays well. Maybe he doesn't. Then you know what does it look like then? Sure. Yeah. Tricky. It is. It's a very tricky thing for the Jets, and that's why they're not going to go down the Lamar Jackson five-year, two hundred million dollar road. They're just I, not going to do it. I will say though that if if Aaron Rodgers decides he's not coming to the Jets, the only question I have, and it might be ten percent because I asked you this before, maybe ten percent of Woody Johnson says. We gotta make a splash. We have to. We just had our fan base waiting for this giant prize, and we didn't get it. And think about the season tickets. Think about everything. Let's give it a run with Lamar Jackson. And it might be 10%, might be 5%, but that, I think, is a wild card in this if they lose out on Rodgers, which you don't believe that they will. So it's probably going to be a, a moot point in the end. Boomer and Geo on the fan end, CBS Sports Network. You know what's going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is going to make that decision, and it's going to come out Friday at 10.02 a.m. And then we'll have to wait the entire weekend to talk about it. Let's hope it doesn't happen. This is a Twitter refresh type of week. This is a Twitter refresh type of day, and nothing is happening right now, except that the Jets have come back from Malibu, and they're clearing cap space, and they were doing work, and Joe Douglas might have... Caught some shut-eye on that plane back. But once he got off that plane, went right into the office and started chopping wood. Chopping some salaries down. Chopping some cap space out. Because he knows, he knows deep down that the big fella is on his way. Aaron Rodgers. That's what he's hoping. That's what we're hoping. That's what Jet fans are hoping. And it feels more real this morning than it ever has. All right, Jerry, what's going on in sports, man? Well, a couple of things. Hello. Hello. Let's turn the mic on. We're brought to you by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com and by Edison Heating and Cooling. So we wait for Aaron Rodgers, and that's going to happen soon enough. Uh, I'm going to play something. I'll set this up because we're going to do respect, no respect. Respect, no respect. Respect, no respect. Gotcha. So let's set it up first things first. Our old pal John Montone from 1010 Wins, who is now semi-retired. was A fugazi. I <laughs> was doing a, podcast? A, a Facebook Live. Oh, okay. Um, and here, before we get into the respect, no respect, a little doom and gloom from John. You guys call me gloomy. Talk about doom and gloom from this guy. Coming to you from the uh, Mojo Lounge, the lounge, I'm doing a lounge, the cozy confines of which are located in lovely Ship Bottom, New Jersey, hard by Barnegat Bay, on a little strip of sand as the ocean rises, the land sinks, and uh, 
It'll all go to hell soon enough. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> We're going to be underwater. Bomber so. freaking Gillespie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So here we go. Respect, no respect. All right. Or just a slip of the tongue, uh, maybe a little uh, mind lapse, if you will. He's discussing listening to our radio station yesterday because there's so much going on with Daniel Jones. And this is how he characterizes the afternoon duo. Tell me if you notice the disrespect. I turned on the fan, WFAN, to the Carton and Robert show. And Craig Carton is just a, a brilliant radio personality. And Robert's... <laughs> That's no respect. Wait, you cut that off. No, but he he goes into the whole giant story. That did he was say it. anything about him in there? Did he? No. Did Jerry? I swear, no, I swear to God, I wouldn't do that. He didn't I'm go, a loser. I would not do that. I wouldn't. And Craig Carton is just a, a brilliant radio personality. And Robert's... <laughs> I'm a loser. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something like in Roberts, who's a big sports fan or something. He would say no, something about he, it. He went into then the minutiae of what a good job they did, and they, they wouldn't go to break until something happened. And it was <laughs> Respect, no disrespect. G. Yeah, that's definitely disrespect. Boomer. Disrespect? Ow. Yeah. Disrespect. Eddie. I am a clown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the video of, of Evan shooting hoops? I did. Yep. The first one was really bad, and this one was <clears throat> worse. Yeah. Fat, fat, fat. His form shooting the three needs some work. Oh, man. Let's just say that. Yeah. Not great. Um, let's get to guys that do know how to play basketball. That would be the Knicks, the Nets, and in this case, the Hornets, who beat New York. Hornets by two. Yeah, and they win by 7, 112 to 105. That was Kenny Albert on MSG with the call last night as the Knicks blow a 16-point halftime lead uh, and really struggle to score in the fourth quarter and have their nine-game winning streak come to an end. Here's Tom Thibodeau. He says, not a, not a surprise Charlotte came back. You see it in, the, in every night. There's big leads that dissipate very quickly, and that's why you can never let your guard down. And you, and you certainly can never feel too good about yourself because you know that you know, you know what's looming around the corner. Now that having been said, we know no Jalen Brunson again. Uh, guys are playing a lot of minutes. The rotation not very deep. Here was Julius Randle. Mentally, you know, you gotta be willing to, you know, push through. And um, I think we try. We just, we just didn't. Um, we didn't make enough plays defensively, obviously down the stretch, and then offensively, you know, we weren't good down the stretch as well. He also said maybe some fatigue setting in, maybe gassed a little bit. To which Josh Hart, not that this was a direct um, reply to what Randall said, but here was Hart talking about fatigue's nonsense in our business. We got people getting up at 6 a.m. doing 12-hour shifts. Those guys are tired. Enough for us that we're playing a game, and obviously we're fortunate enough to play a game like this where we have to um, keep that in perspective. And so the Knicks will hit the road for a trip out to Sacramento. Uh, tomorrow night, they start things off against the Kings. As for the Nets, they were in Houston beating the Rockets. Fired up. Bridges taking it strong to the rim, lays it up good, and he got fouled. As Bridges will go to the line with a chance at a three-point. And that was Chris Carino with the call on the fan. That's beat the Rockets 118-96. Mikhail Bridges had 30. Spencer Dinwiddie with 23. Here was Jacques Vaughn 
uh, just bowing down to Bridges. He loves him for so many different reasons. He plays every single night. I love that piece about him. And uh, that ability to contribute as a teammate, uh, he is very unselfish. Which might be the best part of it for sure. I'll ask you a question. Yeah. So you get Mikael Bridges in here. They make the trade. It was not... When they made the trade for Durant, was that... At what point of the deadline was that deal made? Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, so the deadline was Thursday when we were out there, right. and it happened on, on Tuesday. No, 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 Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, it was Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday night. Yeah. Like Wednesday I thought morning I did the Wednesday morning show with you. No, it was Thursday. Oh, it was the it was, Thursday. That was no. the Thursday that I was okay. out. So it happened when I was getting sick. I thought it was two days prior. It was one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Because my question would be, why keep Cam Thomas then? When he probably had value having put up some points, like some big points previous to that, he didn't even play anymore. Yeah, I don't know. And that's surprising to me because, of course, he burst onto the scene at back-to-back 40-point games. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Now, that's I don't, a good question. didn't play last night. He's only averaging, I think, five or six, seven, eight minutes the last couple of games that he has played. So, interesting. Anyway, Nets have won three in a row. They're 37-28. and 28. They visit Red Hot Milwaukee tomorrow night. Kyrie Irving had 33. Mavericks beat the Jazz 121-16. Jason Kidd on his new star. He was a hot player. He was going. Um, if he wasn't scoring, he was finding the open guy. Or he was causing the double team. And so, um, we played through him down the stretch. And uh, he delivered. Uh, made some big baskets, but made some big free throws, too. Down the stretch for sure. In Los Angeles, the Lakers beat the Grizzlies 112-103. A lot of the conversation, though, surrounding Pau Gasol because he had his number retired. The crowd taking notice to a comment he made during his speech. I can't go on without talking about the person in the face that I don't see. The brother that elevated me, inspired me, challenged me to be a better player, just to be a better man overall. And you hear the chance of Kobe for Kobe Bryant, who he got very emotional while discussing. Looks like, doesn't look like, he looks like a cross of between Chris Carino and Pat Riley. <laughs> if you merge the two faces. Yeah, it's not bad. I gotta say. I wonder if he's still living out there in L.A. or he went back to Spain or like, what's he doing? Mm, good you question. Know? I mean, he probably doesn't live in L.A. anymore. <clears throat> Who the hell wants to live there if you don't have to? I suppose, yeah. yeah. Uh, also in L.A., guys that live there are part of the Clippers. And if you like amenities like using the bathrooms you're going to have a good one in this new building steve balmer has uh, privately financed this new building and he wants to make sure that you don't miss any action when you have to use the bathroom toilets 1160 yeah three times the nba average for toilets so that you can get in get out and get back to your seat and not miss any of the action how much is this place open uh, the start of the 24-25 season, I believe. When, when does the sphere open out there? The thing that James Dolan is building? building the, the, the entertainment building? Yes. Is that, I don't know the answer to that. It's got to be soon. Is the forum still up or is they forum not that down? The forum is still up. No, it's they still, still up. still utilize yes. that? Yeah, it's right across the street. The forum is right across the street from SoFi. Okay. And then the Staples Center, which is now Crypto.com Arena, is they, isn't Crypto.com like bankrupt? No, that was uh, the that other was down one. in Miami. That was FTX. Oh, that, that was, was FTX the, okay. down in Miami. Yeah, yeah. So it is still Crypto.com Arena. I LA. believe so, yes. Now, Sphere Las Vegas, or is it in LA? No, Sphere LA. All right, Los Angeles. When does it open? Yeah. Any interest in seeing Peter Gabriel this year? No. No. I don't see a Sphere. Yeah, I Peter Gabriel. But I thought, well, maybe it is Las Vegas. I feel like Eddie would go see Peter Oh, here we go. Sphere yeah. Burbank? That. Maybe that's why. MSG Sphere yeah, Studios. That's so. it. 
I think that's it. I believe okay. that's it. And I and I think that they fired the guy running it or the people running it because it was over budget and it wasn't moving fast fast enough. I think Jim 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 Dolan has taken over that. Oof. Oh, my friend Keith Gabloff texted me a new chant. Yeah, I ain't taking credit for it. He said you could have it. I thought it was, eh. but like throw it at you. See if you like this better. <laughs> we lost the Dodgers. Go get Rogers. Yeah. I, you know it's Las Vegas. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we lost the Dodgers. Go get Rogers. Somebody else said, you know, somebody, somebody else sent it to me. You know, we, you know, for of all the old codgers, we want Rogers. Something like that. There it is. Oh wow, that's not what it looks like now, though. That's a, a rendering of what it's yeah, going it's, to be. It's the experience. Is the just the getting started supposedly? And I thought the thing was supposed to open up relatively soon. Because who's opening? Too. U2 Fall of 2023 is opening. That's, oh, okay. That's a pretty good show. It is in Las Vegas, by the way. It is. That's not that far away if that no. thing's not done. Fall of 2023. Wait, so they are opening one in L.A. or they're not? No. I don't think they are. It's no. MSG Sphere okay. in, the, uh, in, in Las Vegas, yes. All right. That's kind of cool. Look at that. That thing looks awesome. I think it'll be open by the time we're out there for the uh, Super Bowl? Yeah. What we say yeah, 23. Definitely. That's where we should do the show from. Inside the Sphere. <laughs> you don't want to do it on a gondola? <laughs> I know. I think we might at two o'clock in the morning. I think we are. We're going to be in the fountain. <laughs> How many people are going to be smoking weed and drunk running by the set? <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. Holy cow! Yeah. Uh, spring baseball tonight. You've got the Mets and Max Scherzer taking on Team Nicaragua. You got the Yankees and Cardinals this afternoon. You got Aaron Judge playing in left field with um, uh, what's his name, Giancarlo Stanton yeah. and right Garrett Cole on the mound. Now this was interesting. And I'm going to ask you a question. When you make a trade, are there not physicals that are had? Yes. Yeah, of course, yeah. So here was Frankie Montas, I guess, this morning. Said, quote, wasn't 100% when the Yankees acquired me. I was trying to push through. I got traded to a new team and wanted to show what I could do. Things didn't go the way I was expecting. So he wasn't healthy. He was healthy. So here's the thing. You, you know when uh, Buckshaw Walter said last week that uh, who, had, uh, who had the, the rib tightness? Oh, just, from the uh, Quintana. 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 So he said, hey, you know, good thing he told us about it because a lot of times guys don't say anything because they want to make the big club. And they'll fight through injuries and things of that nature. And then when you get traded to a club, of course, you got to go through the injuries because we've seen a lot of trades get voided because of lack of a, a physical or, or failed physical. Um, but sometimes guys don't tell the truth that they may have something going on because they don't want to disappoint the team that is acquiring them. Yeah, sure. I mean, he's probably thinking, too, let me get to the Yankees, and maybe if I pitch well there, I'll get a gigantic contract. I mean, that's probably what he's thinking. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, well, that's what he said, so that's not good. Uh, Maple Leafs beat the Devils 4-3. Islanders over the Sabres 3-2. You got first round of the Big East tournament with St. John's facing Butler at 3, and then tonight it is Seton Hall Taking on DePalm. Time now for Moment of the Day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. No! Uh, too good not to replay this. Earlier this morning, Al struggled terribly with former NBA player's name, which we just heard from. So uh, we gave it a listen. I saw a story that the Lakers retired Paul. What do you say his first name? Paul Casal. <laughs> Paul. Paul Casal. <laughs> I know it's Paul. Paul. It looks like Paul without the L. Paul <laughs> <Ow>, to foul. <laughs> What's his name, Jerry? So I thought, thinking back, you remember when we used to watch Batman as children 
and then there were the fight scenes would come up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Boof. Yeah. Pow. Bang. Yeah. I wondered if we didn't spell it out, if we actually played it out, what it would sound like. I'm like confident right until I look at it. Why go? Let me look at it one last time before I say that I get all thrown off. <laughs> and screwed the whole thing up. There you go. Moment yeah. of the day. Uh, something I missed the first time you played it. When Al says, I know it's Paul. <laughs> I just don't know the last name. No, you don't know De- it's Paul. Definitely Paul Gasol. <laughs> all right, Jerry. Thanks. We will uh, see you tomorrow. Boomer Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. So I got a, uh, a text. A, a mole was out there in the newsroom and texted me that Al Dukes was once again doing push-ups in the office during the break and was saying this is, you know, why, why do I think that Al is doing push-ups during a break? And I said, my take on it was that Al is completely tired of the quarterback topics and he needs to get out that energy, like that negative energy of the phone call screening and the quarterback topics. And to do that, he does it in a healthy manner. He does the push-ups in the office. So am I on base here or am I off base? I know that slim, tattooed fellow who leaked this to you because he walked in on me and I was trying to hide in the corner of the office. Yep, didn't work. No, I just, every once in a while, I think, you know what I'm going to do during commercials? 15 push-ups, that's it. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I'll have so many push-ups. And I always forget. And it caught my, I, as I was walking before, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get a quick 15 in. Those are my first 15 of the Don't day. Don't you have the perfect push-ups back there? I did used to, but I, I I like just the actual real regular like push-up your hands now. on the floor back there? <laughs> yeah, I like where everyone's walked in the yeah, New York exactly. City streets, yeah. I mean, you go and wash your hands immediately? You just, no. No. I'm weirdly non-germophobic about some stuff and other things very germophobic. Yeah, those perfect push-ups were great when we had them here. Yeah, I did I did have them, and they're probably still somewhere in my house. I did... Right. Use them. And I did see that you gave an update on on how you now have lived your life and what you have eaten and what all these oh, yeah. these people over the last year agree on, which makes sense for you to eat because you were up to 161. And 66. Down, I was 166. And now pounds. you're down to 148? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds weird as a man to say one four, like I the mean, second number being a four. That is just a one. But the fact that I got all the way up to 166 to me is just crazy. Well, it looked bad on me. I was getting like a belly. I mean, at no point that I've known you. Now, I've seen some old pictures of you where it's different. But at no point that I know you, you looked anywhere near heavy. I felt it. I was like, mm, it's getting to be beach season. So it was actually a year ago yesterday. Jerry, well, Jerry and I were going to start this game plan, but then Jerry's got to go on the road. It is got all thrown off. What the push up thing? No, the um, no the food thing. Yeah, but I'm thinking that thing. the push up thing is tied now it could to be, your yeah. new muscular physique. <laughs> the one forty eight. Yeah, the one forty eight. Yeah, I mean, do you do you see like abs in there or anything? No. I mean, do you? No, see I still have some ribs. You no, rib I still cake. kind of have a bit of a. I I still have a stomach that I wouldn't take my shirt off. At 148. What? Yeah, I'm telling you. 
It's not easy. I'm not going to ask you to do that, but but I'd love to see what you're talking about because that's got to be some sort of body dysmorphia thing where you think you have it, but you don't. There's no 148. I mean, that's the lowest I ever was in my life was 178, and I'll never get back to that. And I look sickly at 178. You at 148? What, you're 5'11", right? Six yeah, foot? 5'11". 5'11", 148. It's, that's dainty. <laughs> it's thin, yeah. But still, I'm telling you, I still, if I could lose some weight in my belly, that'd be great. But I, I don't think, you know, at a certain point, I do like to have a Miller Lite every now and then. Sure, right. You can't cut anything. Exactly. Everything out. Absolutely everything. So what about the sit-ups then? Why the push-ups? Sit-ups don't do anything unless you've cut the fat that's already in your, on your belly. So if you still have a little bit of a belly, doing sit-ups won't, hurt, won't help. <laughs> Eddie, you're laughing because... It's just to hear him say those words. It just sounds so ridiculous. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see heavy guys at the gym doing sit-ups. Like, what do, why? <laughs> you, you might have nice abs, but it's under your belly fat. Right. You'll never see it. You're never going to see it. I used to do that thing when I was trying to get in shape back in like my 20s where you'd roll the abs. You know those ab roller yeah. things? I bought one of those like off the QVC in the middle of the night. I'd sit in my parents' house in the bedroom and just go roll back and forth. think that would do something for me. Maybe it did. I don't know. I don't know if people still do ab rollers, but I don't see them anywhere. You didn't have that. You buy that thing that Pamela Anderson was, uh, yeah, that thing that you put between your knees. Wasn't you that Suzanne Summers? Is that Suzanne Summers? Thigh master. A uh, thigh master. No, no, no. That was Suzanne Summers? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I never got the thigh master. I got the body solutions that I talked about from WFAN when I heard Sid Rosenberg doing that back in like 2003 or something. It was like this spoonful of something. You're supposed like to pickle take, juice. <laughs> yeah, to take it at night and you lose weight. So I fell for that one and I actually went and bought that. And took it. And then the other thing I bought off the internet or bought off a TV a commercial, infomercial, was the, was the ab roller. The other thing that was very popular back uh, probably before your time, Gio, was that you would get into this. It was some sort of ab cruncher that you would put on the floor and, oh, and yeah. crunch up. Yeah, you'd hold it yeah, like this yeah. on the back and then yeah, crunch. Oh, yeah. One of those. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think it worked. <laughs> you know, I think it could work for you, though, Al. I mean, I, I guess I could push it and try that, but... So when does beach season of, uh, initially start for Al Dukes? Well, for me, I consider like the when we do the Memorial Day weekend show, kick off the summer, to me, that's when it starts. But he never goes to the beach. That's no. the thing. Never right. takes no, his shirt off. never goes to the beach. It's the ogling from his balcony. Yeah. That's I like to be I'm near sure. the beach. I don't like to be on the beach. <laughs> like he gets all the way down to 148 and never takes his shirt off. I mean, uh, if I were 148, I would never put a shirt on. I would just be walking around totally topless every single so, day. So some of the good things that I did hear from you yesterday are that it's okay to eat steak. Oh, yeah. Eggs. Steak, eggs, full dairy, Boomer. Yeah. It's a meat eater's world. It is. Yep. Huh? And all of these people out there that Healthy. you've been following over the Correct. last year, this is what they all agree on? Yes. Anybody totally disagree with any of this stuff? I'm sure vegans don't like well, those yeah, okay, three items. Well, no, those the people I follow—that's what they're—that's what they're telling you to eat. See, I've got meat problems. pie, <laughs> meat pie as well. Meat pies. I got salty meat. <laughs> I've got problems with dairy, though. That like I, I have a if I eat too much cheese or milk or ice cream, I, I just bubble guts nonstop. Like if I cut out dairy, I feel so much better about myself. I mean, everything in moderation, though. I mean. 
Yeah. yeah. I eat like four eggs a day now, every day. You do. And I'm going to test my cholesterol in about another six months, see how I'm doing. Because everyone says your cholesterol goal. No, I don't falls. think so. No, I think eggs are okay. Like they're actually, yeah, I think I eat two eggs every day for lunch now. I mean, you have four, but I also. Two egg, I've, when I eat four eggs, it doesn't do anything. I don't well, know. I have a piece of Ezekiel bread oh, with avocado. Okay. So it's Ezekiel bread, avocado, two eggs. That's I was telling Jerry about this one guy I follow. I might get into this this coming year. Don't eat plants or vegetables. They have defense chemicals in them, and they're not good for you. Lectins. They got lectins. They got lectins? That the plants do not want us eating them, and the vegetables don't want us eating them. You should eat meat and fruit. Meat and fruit? Yep. Because a sheep really wants you to eat them. (laughs) It's not, not fighting me off. I mean, I've never heard anybody say that vegetables were were bad for you. Oh, it. you could find those people. They're on the internet. So, but what are they saying? They that also believe the moon landing didn't happen. No, they're saying like that that certain that plants and vegetables and um, beans and things they have defense chemicals in them called the lectins that is not good for you. <clears throat> what do they do though? The lectins they wreak havoc. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know exactly what they do, but they're not they're not good. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I might get into that this year. I might just, just stop eating vegetables. I mean, it's going to get to the point you're going to try to get back to your original weight of 8 pounds and 9 ounces. Like, that's what you're going to try to do. <laughs> just, Al Dukes walks in totally emaciated, passes out on the floor. We try to feed him broccoli Rob, <laughs> rejects it. No! Lectins! No, get away from me. Oh, boy. Seed oils. That's what you want to stay away from. Yeah, that I'm I'm 100% with you on that. And added sugar is another thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, anything's added sugar and seed oils, no way. I'm with you 100% on that. But when the lectins, I don't know so much. That's why it's tough to eat out. Even if you order what you perceive as something healthy on the menu, it's being cooked in seed oils. Well, one that blew my mind was I had, I didn't, I wanted roasted, like, like salted cashews, like a handful of that. And I was just thinking it was a cashew that was roasted and you know, a little salt on it. I'm like, it's not terrible. You know, it was a nice, delicious snack. And then you turn over the thing and they're, they're roasted in canola oil. Yep. You got to get raw cashews. And that's what I eat now. Straight up raw cashews. That's it. Can you put them in the oven? Sure. Mm. Interesting. And cashew has uh, oil in it a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like canola oil, right? But is, isn't a cashew a seed? Of yeah, my, that, well, the cashew goes into the guy who doesn't want you eating vegetables or plants. That is a, 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 has a, is also no good for you. A lectin? Yeah, it's got lectins. I can't, listen, I've given up a lot of stuff. That cashew was key to my happiness. Put it in the oven, you'll like it. I love it. No, cashew. it's evil. The cashews <laughs> are evil. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 